Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, donkeys? Happy Friday. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. In Richmond, you can check us out on 910 The Fan and 105.1 on the FM side. You can also stream us live with the Odyssey app and take us on the go wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just visit CropMetcalf.com. And you can join their team today. We thank you for tuning in this Friday morning, February 23rd, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Johnny Cake Sawville. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you and Jason Bishop. Yes, sir. Got through another week. Running the three-man show. Did EB have a one-day work week <laughs> or was it a two-day no, work week? I think it was week? one. I'm pretty sure it was one. A one-day work week? I mean, I yeah. think he was in Thursday. He was in Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice well, we had Monday the... off, company holiday, and then he took Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday off. Nice. That's advanced thinking. He should have just taken the whole week. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because he travels back, and then I'm assuming he's traveling back to New York, and then on Monday we're going to hear about his rental car woes and his hotel woes. <laughs> well, he said that he's he took today off because they're going to leave at 7 a.m., and if he waited until you know 10.30 or 11 after the show, it would take him nine hours to get to Long Island. Oh, so. Brutal. Now, fr- Friday going north up ninety five ima- through the city. It's a nightmare. It is brutal. Yeah, but um, so they're going to leave earlier, so it's going to be a five and a half hour trip or That's, five. That is better. It's it's <laughs> it's a better commute. Yeah, 
I am convinced he's get, he has more VAK days than anybody. <laughs> we won't. You won't do an EB VAK day tracker. He's got eight weeks, and we got six. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do a deep dive into that. We'll have to figure that out. Well, the Caps are on a certifiable heater now. Let's go. I saw Cakes tweet out, it's a capping. It's capping. I know it's cheesy, but it it came to me, I went with it. That's a three-game win streak, which they haven't had since December 21st. For two months, they haven't had a three-game win streak. And they've been having a goal explosion, too, over the last three games. Yeah, Ovi didn't score last night, but Mikey scored two more. uh, Mikey is on a, he's on a tear. Ovi continues his point streak because he had the helper on the McMichael, I believe, empty netter mm-hmm. last night. So I think that's 10 games now, 10-game point streak for Ovi. And look, that's, an, that's another four-point swing for the Caps. I mean, that's a team that's ahead of them in the wild card standings. They get a big road win against them. Now so, they're five points back of them. Uh, you can, st- I am still grasping. Oh, if yeah, there's a sweat. Like this, they just have to keep playing like this. Absolutely. And Connor McMichael playing the way he does. Here comes a quick <laughs> AD grab. Okay, good. Weindonk tweeted us and yes. said he and Joe B deserve credit because I guess ah, okay, we had good. Joe B on the show. I think I asked him the question. Yeah. doesn't matter who asked the question. But it was about Connor McMichael mm-hmm. having to step up because there's no koozie. Yeah. And there hasn't been backy all year. Mm-hmm. And Joe B talked about. Mikey, I didn't even know he went by Mikey until recently. Yeah, I just, I just Connor McMichael. That too, yeah. He's not and Mick Mikey. He's, no, he's scored Mikey. a bunch of goals. He's, he's had Mike. two. He's yeah. not Mick Mike. No. Right. Two no. two goal games here. Yeah. This week. Back to back. Gotta love that. Hope they can keep that heater going against Florida. Well, see, that's the problem. They gotta play Florida now. That's, okay, it's tough. I mean, anybody's beatable, I get it. But Florida is let's see, they're thirty seventh. They're actually two points back of Boston. Okay. But they're 37, 16, and 4. They got 78 points. Yeah, but Tampa was a playoff team. Yeah. And had as... uh, the leading points guy in the NHL and mm-hmm. Kucherov. No, anytime you go on the road, you beat Tampa. It's a good win, no doubt. The only downer was Osh. Oshie goes down <laughs> a non-contact injury. Yeah. yeah, it was rough, too. Toward the end of the game, he's like he's turning around on the ice to try to get into a defensive posture, it looked like, and then he just crumpled to the ice. And, and then like, he had to crawl to the bench. Yeah, it, was, it looked the optics on it were really bad, and you're just heartbroken for him because you know he's he's working hard to try to keep to keep his body going. At I believe he's 37 now, that and he's just had he's had a hard time staying on the ice. What was he holding? I, I didn't see the play. What was I don't he know. Holding? He was just in. He was in a, a ton of pain. You could tell. Like I, I, I could. It's hard to tell with all those pads what, what happened. Really? Yeah. It was a non-contact injury. I'm guessing. Has it been reported what it is? Not yet. No, no, Somebody no. speculated yeah. online that it was Achilles. a groin. Oh, like I don't a, know where they came up with that one. Oh, it could be. It looked like a groin because his legs were kind of spread out a little bit, almost like he was doing a mini split. Right. I mean, oof. I didn't want to watch the replay because I was worried I was going to see something buckle, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see anything, anything visibly. Can't see that. So, so Carb said after the game they are highly concerned. Or a fairly high level of concern. Yeah, it's. I, I wouldn't expect to see Osh back uh, anytime soon. He, he like, yeah, he crawled it looks like a multi-week injury. He crawled off worse. the ice and then he gets to the bench, sits there for a minute or yeah. two, and then eventually needed help to to get to the locker. And he room. just like <laughs> scooted down the bench and 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 went off the ice. Yeah, I saw Darcy was helping him. Yeah. to the locker room and somebody else. So, jeez, it was. It looked like he barely could walk. But again, it's really tough. 
as a fan watching hockey players and trying to figure out an injury when they have so many pads on and skates. I, it could be a, a left Achilles. I thought it could I be Achilles, not. too. I mean, an Achilles injury at his age is Cause, I mean, might be career-ender. He, he kind of pushes off right there. But I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Let's just hope that's not the case. Let's I hope mean, if it's, it's an Achilles, he's let's obviously done. it's a groin done. pull yeah. or something, you know, that's much less severe than that. But, hey, they've had guys who have had to step up, and at least in the last three games, it's happening. And on a much mm. lesser negative note, Stromer had a goal taken away. Now, I know that pales in comparison yeah. to Oshie leaving the ice, you know, possibly missing weeks, if not a month or more. But, uh, yeah, Oshie had it. Uh, Stromer had a goal disallowed because they called an offsides when the puck came into the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be the go-ahead goal. Would have put them up 4-3. to three. Yeah. I actually started tweeting that from the account, <laughs> and right after I tweeted it, they changed the call. I mean, I, I, I was just watching the game, and Caps are up 3-1. They're cruising. I'm like, oh, they look good. And then in the span of 24 seconds in the third period, they gave up back-to-back goals to allow the was Lightning that- to, to draw – to three three. Was that Chuck? No, there was a bad turnover in in uh, deep in in the defensive zone, okay, and right. they just they just gave it away to the Lightning to draw to three three. And I was like, oh, they had a two goal lead. Now they're gonna they're gonna gag it away and, and squander two points when they desperately need it. But give them credit; they they held in there. Rasmus Sandin rips a shot to to put them up four three. Then they get the empty netter for insurance. Uh, with the OV assist to Mikey. When we talked so to two Str- more points. When we talked to Stromer yesterday, he was talking about Vas- Vas- Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, right? yeah. And how he might be the best goalie in hockey. Mm-hmm. And they put up four on him. Right. Um, so that's five. Well, <laughs> you one count was, the empty netter. Yeah, four yeah, on empty. him. Four on okay. him. And um, so that's that's a good win. That's a great. Now win. you got a day off. Go play Florida tomorrow night. I mean, they might have had two of their best wins of the entire season, like in the last. 10 or 12 days at Boston, at Tampa. Yeah. When they desperately need those four points. No, it's huge. I was watching from the basement, which mm-hmm. I don't usually watch from the basement on the big <laughs> screen because this has been a financial week of hell for me. Oh, no. So yesterday, right around 4 o'clock, my wife says, there's a leak in the basement. Oh. <laughs> and then she starts grilling me like, I'm going to figure it out. Here's what I figured out. I called Crop Metcalf. Ben Kelly sent Milan over. Yep. Milan came over at around 6 when he was in Bowie. Okay. Had to drive all the way to Gaithersburg. That's a haul, too. But Ben asked me, he's like, can you wait till tomorrow? I was like, I don't think so. Not really. Turned off the water, which means you can't even really use the bathroom in your Mm -hmm. own house. Yeah. So you want that to come back on at some point. And I happened to go outside. My wife told me to check. The meter outside. Okay. Like, I'm going to f- crack some code <laughs> yeah, and be like, yeah, hey, it's coming from here. Yeah, well, All we can know is downstairs in the basement, we have a bathroom and her gym. Mm-hmm. And there was drip drops yep. in the bathroom coming from a vent. And then in, on the other side of the wall where her gym is, yeah. you could see some water damage. And so you knew something was happening probably in between the walls. Yes. And so Milan from Crop Metcalf came over. Leaky pipe. He started with the uh, the flashlight. Then he saw where there was some water, mm-hmm. and it was basically a microscopic 
mm. pinhole <laughs> on a copper pipe. Got it. So he just cut, he cuts out the faulty section, replaces it, and then boom, you're good to go. I would assume. Good to go, except you had to cut some walls in the ceiling mm-hmm. of yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, but your, and your leak is repaired, right? Yes, the okay. leak is no, repaired. Yeah, yeah. Talking but about my point is, the bad financial week is uh-huh. at the car, yeah. <laughs> which is getting fixed. Bad Beat Central over there. And now the house, Crop Metcalf did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Milan. He's right. from Serbia. Mm-hmm. Very good. He was there for, I don't know, hour, hour and a half, came in with this huge, long copper pipe. Sure. Fixed it. And then my guy Christian came over. He's my contractor, mm-hmm. and he cut out a whole huge section of the wall. Yeah, I think on Saturday after things get dried up, got to put up some new drywall, huh. and then have to fix that ceiling. And then anytime he comes over, my wife just finds new things. She's like, yeah. "Oh, can you come upstairs? We maybe want to put some curtains up here." Ah, nice. Yes. Where'd that come you from? Always need some tweaks and some upgrades. So cha-ching. <laughs> but shout out to Crop Metcalf. They are great. <laughs> yeah, I know that they're life They've hooked. EB a million times. It feels like they're at Jason's house every other month. They do come out. They're very good. Hadn't um, been to my house for a while, mm-hmm. but hey, I bought a new house for me, but it's like a 30-year-old house. They're good people to know. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. Certainly are. I mean, Especially for the unhandiest group of males on the planet, oh, which yeah. is this group right I here. I could never do And I include did. the person who's missing in that group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife started asking me, she's like, what do you think? I said- I, I, I had a hard time not kind of being a jerk back to her. I was like, am I a plumber? <laughs> I don't know. No, try, my wife, she just knows that if there's an issue in the house, I'm always going to – my first call goes to my neighbor, Kevin, because he's he's the handiest person on the planet that, mm-hmm. that I know personally. And I, I just – I can't diagnose and or fix anything. But if, if there's a real emergency, Kevin comes over. He helps me. But the my old guy. phrase, when it rains, it pours mm-hmm. – Car to shop this week, cha-ching. Water damage in the house, cha-ching. It's life. Mm. You own a house, you're you're just going to pour money into it. I feel like, you know how they say death comes in threes? Yeah. I always feel like uh, financial burden comes in threes. <laughs> right. I don't so know, at least for me. Thing, something else is out there. Yeah. I hope there's not a th- I'm something. just saying, you, know, you might have another one yeah. coming there's soon. Something Maybe early next week. Doing push-ups. Are we missing some? Are we missing one? No, but now I'm going to be painfully well, you aware. Did, you did have the uh, the Dylan uh, babysitting thing. Yeah, but that was $30. That's not a burden. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a burden. That was so minor. Yeah, it wasn't a burden. It was yeah. just an issue. Just an issue. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can maybe count that as the third. Well, hopefully you don't get another biggie. Hopefully you don't blow a tire on the, on the beltway. Yeah, that's bad. It's bad Oh, news. thanks for the good karma. <laughs> I'm just saying, hopefully you don't. Hey, on the bright side, yes. last <laughs> week when we debuted $10 to 10k we hit we did yes now thank you we're gonna do this again later in the show where we have listeners give us their best play of the weekend Mm -hmm. yeah then we're gonna vote on what we believe is the best and then we're gonna ride with that yes correct who by the way deposited the initial ten dollars has that been done was it actually (laughs) done it it was done okay it was done so that's that's in drabby's account uh, responsibility all right so i'm guessing this is a parlay that you're doing just to just to double no. up the money. No, 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 no. It's not a par. It's a, a progressive bet. So oh, it's just one bet. It's one, one bet. bet. Oh, okay. So, That's so it. listeners are pitching us their best play for okay. Friday or the or the, the weekend, weekend. Uh-huh. and we listen to the pitch, right? And then all of us put our big brains together and mm-hmm. we try to figure out what pitch we like best. Okay. And then we we ride with one play. Okay. And we try to double up uh, on the play from the previous week. So, so are we, are we, 
are we standing at exactly twenty dollars in the account? Yeah. Is there a little bit yeah. more? Because, yeah. Okay. So we're at twenty. We're at twenty. Okay. Because we didn't go we're, with we're climbing that ladder. We didn't go with the long shot play last week, Jason. Yeah. Um, several people called in. The ones I remember as ones that we considered included a soccer play. Yes. Uh-huh. But the one we ultimately chose was Villanova do, against Georgetown. Do we know if the soccer play uh, hit today? The soccer play hit. Okay. Robo won like three nil. All right. The other uh, one, which we considered, I think, lost. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Was, I think was, it was um, Cornell basketball. Cornell yeah. plus yeah. plus eight and a half or something to... against. Or no, no, no. Har- Harvard, Harvard plus eight and a half against Cornell. Cornell, Cornell okay. smoked them. So, yeah. Okay. So that lost. <laughs> Got it. So the three that we were debating over, two uh, two of them hit. Yeah, I was ready to lost. ship it in on the soccer bet. That that soccer nerd convinced yeah. soccer well, cake. Bottom that, line is, we'll hit. vote. It did hit, yeah. You call us later in the show. Get your best pick together, get your delivery, your rationale, and then we're going to ride with what we believe is the best play as we try and turn 10 bucks <clears> into 10K. So that's later in the show. Also, Kevin McCarthy on the movies at 7. John Feinstein at 8. Keep it here. We're the junkies on the fan. Coming up at 645, <laughs> we're going to give you a chance to win some great prizes. We have tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Chiffy Lube Live and tickets to go see Santana and Counting Crows. At Chiffy Lube Live. We'll do a little box score breakdown Ooh, very at good. 645. See, this is where I usually play, play the box score breakdown, but the uh, replay, Break it down for you, fellas. The replay machine is still being worked on. Can we do a little box score breakdown real quick on the Wizards? Not that anybody cares. That's about actually them. what I wanted to bring up. That was my transition. <laughs> oh, okay. Because the box score breakdown, box I was. Score breakdown. By the way, on my FanDuel props um, spots yeah. the last couple days, right. I've been telling people my play was, you know, you could put. One dollar on it, you put five dollars on it, put a hundred was to play the Nuggets team total over. (laughs) It was one twenty three and a half. I said that's a lot. Just go, just point to the ceiling and go over. The Wiz play no defense, and it's impossible for them to stop anybody. So I about the bump they got from Keith being uh, named the head coach in in place of West. A couple wins. I think generally they're more competitive. But look, Denver is they're the NBA champions and have a two time MVP in Jokic. She couldn't win his third MVP this year. Mm -hmm. Last night, personally, I was focusing on the Caps game while Christian was taking down the drywall in my house in the basement. Um, But after the Caps game, I did pop on the Washington Wizards against the Nuggets. And I actually saw the halftime report. Man, I got to give props to uh, Wes Hall. And last night it was Glenn Consor. Mm -hmm. Because they look for the positive. It's a tough slog. And I want to say at halftime... Can you check the half this word? They were yeah. already down by 29, I believe. Yeah, so they're down 49. by 23 <laughs> yeah. points. Right. And, you know, they, they got to sell the soap to some extent. Sure. And they came out and they were raving about Kyle Kuzma <laughs> at the half. Right. That he was a double threat. It's all, look, that's all they could do. <laughs> they have to point to whatever bright, whatever you know, bright, uh, dim bright. I don't want to make I hope they, they a, weren't hyping up Jordan Poole 18 because no, no, no. he was four for 17 from the floor. No, but they had. And now he's coming off the bench, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's I, I said a few weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. he should be bench. He's a, There's no reason to start him. Is he a $28 million a year yeah, bench player now? You just can't start him. <laughs> yeah, but they had, you know, comes to halftime. It's yeah. time for the halftime report. It's sponsored. <clears throat> And the two of them have to smile on camera. And then they have the video piece of Kuzma hitting like a pull-up three. Mm-hmm. Having like follow, they, they praise him. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, they're down 23 points. And in terms of the box score breakdown, I would focus on Jokic. Yeah. He didn't miss one shot. <laughs> no, he was 10 for 10. 
And he had almost 20 rebounds, mm-hmm. and, and he had 15 assists. assists. That's an absurd number. Nah. He's I mean, a center. He's a center, and I mean, I, I get it. He's a triple-double monster, but to put up 15 assists for, as a center, it's just ridiculous. At Jordan Poole. And by the way, that means, and they didn't even hit a lot of threes compared to the Wizards. The Wizards right. hit a bunch of threes. Uh, the Nuggets did not shoot well from three, but inside the paint, they were killing the Wiz. <laughs> they were 55%. Inside the paint. Well, not necessarily inside the or paint, like, but, yeah, but I was the the right. highlights that I saw. Mm-hmm. There were just wide open, easy buckets, easy layups, and dunks. So well, they they out rebounded the Wizards, forty seven to twenty six. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's rude. you're just not going to win games. Well, you're not going to be competitive games when that happens. Look, the Nuggets won the NBA championship last year, right? They're not having as strong a regular season this year. I believe they're the four seed in the Western Conference. But when push comes to shove, I'd put their offense against anybody. They are a well-oiled machine Mm -hmm. led by Jokic, who's a great passer. Jamal Murray has never made an all-star team, but he's an excellent guard. Aaron Gordon, great guy in terms of dunking, can also hit three-pointers. Michael Porter Jr. can hit three-pointers. They have a really good team, so you'd expect to get smashed by the Nuggets. But and now, the flip side is, Denny had been on a heater. He finished with five points. He didn't play well. And then, like you said, Jordan Poole gets moved to the bench, and he just hasn't played well all season. And then I saw he was kind of bitching about it afterwards. I saw some quotes from him, and he's like, do you expect me to be happy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but we expect you to produce every once in a while. That one I whiffed on big time. I thought he was going to average 25 points yeah, this year. That was a big whiffy. I thought he would have a couple 40-point games. Not as big as a, of a whiff as my team total over of 22-and-a-half. <laughs> yeah, I hope that wasn't a huge play No, of course not. But, it was a small to medium play. Right, and my rationale was, for the most part, unless it's the playoffs, a lot of NBA teams just kind of mail it in on mm-hmm. certain nights so you can steal wins, but they can't steal any wins. No, they They're not can. good enough to steal any wins. We knew it was going to be a tough year for the Washington Wizards. This is what a lot of fans wanted. Maybe we didn't expect them to be as bad as they are. Mm-hmm. They're going to win 15 maybe, games maybe, maybe this 15. year. Might, yeah. might not even get there. And like you said, when the number came out, we were kind of all leaning towards the over because we thought, well, Kuzma and Poole, they'll win you some games. Right. But they have been dreadful. But this is what the fans want. We're of tired plan. of being stuck in the middle, Mm -hmm. and they were middle's kind, lower middle. I think I heard in the 27 years since they've been the Wizards, they've made the playoffs nine times, Mm -hmm. and they've won a playoff series four Four. times. Right. You realize to win the NBA Finals, like the Nuggets did last year, in just one year, they won four playoff I, series. I understand. Yeah. In 27 years, because I think it was just the anniversary of when they named them the Wizards, mm-hmm. four yeah, playoff JP, series I wins. I can't even comprehend being in four series in, in the same season as a Wizards fan. It's like, it's incomprehensible. Correct. It's like you, me, you wouldn't even it's recognize like me it. trying to go into, into Pyramid and reading hieroglyphics. It's like along the same line. Well, now the Wizards, you know, they hop on a plane uh, in Colorado and they, after getting pummeled, and they got to fly east to Oklahoma City. Okay. Where Oklahoma City just beat a really good Clippers team last night at home. 
by 22. And, they have an and MVP the Thunder, candidate. And the Thunder, of course, SGA. And the Thunder are 22 and 6 at home. And so the Wizards come in. Oh, is this a back-to-backer? It's a back-to-backer. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, may Load em- up. I may empty the clip <laughs> on the on the Thunder. And, um, like, uh, I mean, how are they going to stop SGA and Holmgren and those guys? They're not. Yeah. They're, They're going to just- allow, like, another 130 to 135. Their, their legs are going to be weary. Mm-hmm. But I, here's where I commend them. They they are full-blown committed to the tank. They've dropped nine straight. They're they're catching they're on the verge of catching Detroit, who are eight and forty seven. They're nine and forty six. I mean, all three all three of the top losing his teams get the same crack at the at the number one spot. Right. They each are going to have a fifty two percent chance of landing a top four pick. Right. So they're <laughs> they're on a bullet train to the worst record in the league, and that it's by design. They got one this more the win than the Pistons. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be quite this ugly, but this is kind of the way. The front office has designed things to go. The surprising thing to me about what the Wizards have done is that they didn't make more trades Mm -hmm. at the trade deadline because Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City has become a really good team largely on the basis of the Paul George deal. Mm -hmm. So they dealt Paul George to the Clippers, and I want to say they got like four first-round picks. You know, spread out over eight years, whatever it was, they got a bunch of picks. But they did that a bunch. So if you were to look at Oklahoma City right now, and mm-hmm. they're a contender this year, they have a ton of first-round picks still to come in the next three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. The Wizards haven't stockpiled anything yet. I know they traded Gafford, but they got second-rounders, right? I think a second-rounder, yeah. Maybe two well, of them. They had a deal but, for Kuzma, and they let him come in and take a look at it and say, no, I'm, I'm good to stay here. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't wanna, get that. I don't quite understand that. I, I mean, I'm sure Will Dawkins has a, a plan for that and why he did it, and, and Winger, there's a there has to be a plan there. But I, I'm i not privy to the details. And the I'm plan. guessing, no, we may never be. Right. But I'm guessing that when they acquired Jordan Poole, they thought to themselves, okay, he's making a lot of money, but he's going right. to put up enough enough numbers where we're going to be able to ship him off. Right. Nobody wants Jordan Poole. No, no. Nobody wants yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, he's good luck finding a taker. And I don't know if they just refused to trade guys or maybe they just didn't get offers for maybe anybody. Maybe it just wasn't a big market. Maybe they were getting no calls. I'm, right. They were for Kuzma, but like you said, Kuzma said, I want to stay or, here. Or, you know, somebody may have said, we want Denny Avdia. You guys just re-inked him to a, a reasonable contract. And they're like, no, they balk. Mm-hmm. So that that could have been the case, too. Hey, look, I still have faith that they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I was just surprised at the deadline that they weren't more aggressive about stockpiling picks. But obviously, they couldn't get the offer. The other thing I'm disappointed by, I'm not out, but I'm a little bit nervous about Koulibaly's development. Mm. I think he started last night. He did. Did he score four? I'm not, yeah. I'm not that worried about a 19-year-old in a lost season. Like, I'd like to see a little more development, some more consistency, but it's hard to get consistency out of a 19-year-old. Is that, That's kind of the way I'm approaching true, it. True, but I just want to flash. If, if Every he, five games, give me a 20-point game so that I can go, okay. Right. If right. he is starting, yeah, and he's going to play 25 minutes, you'd see, you want to see a flash. Sure. But, again, you can't judge him until, I don't know, the I third mean, year. But you want to see a progression. He should be getting 30-plus minutes a night at this point. Like, Take any training wheels that were on him officially off. 
Yeah. Like, I haven't looked at every one of his box scores to see the minutes, but he should be north of 30 minutes a night. And the kid's 19 years old. You're not worried about burning him out. Get him out there. Get him I know the he was picked below these guys, but look, Wemby's a monster. Mm-hmm. Proven. Uh, Brandon Miller's putting up big numbers. And then you go down that draft, and Kulabali, yeah, he plays good defense. By the way, what are those, <laughs> idi- what are those idiots in Charlotte doing? I'm looking at tankathon.com, and the top three or <laughs> bottom three teams, Detroit lost four straight, Wizards lost nine, San Antonio, they're kind of doing their part. They've lost two straight. Charlotte, they're on a heater. They've won four in a row, and they're taking themselves out of hey, top four pick consideration. I, I'm not some Koulibaly stan or truther, but I yeah. mean, that's just, it's unfair to compare him to the number one and number two pick. Yeah, I mean, he's picked later. I'm not, gonna, I I'm not, I know. I'm well, not JP, well, I mean, I'm just saying JP has like draft FOMO. Right. But I mean, those players are just yeah, unavailable. Those players weren't available for the Wiz. So, I mean, what are you going to do? It's like, it's like uh, if the commanders all of a sudden, um, you know, uh, Caleb Williams turns out to be the best quarterback in the league next right. year and you have FOMO mm-hmm. uh, if he was picked number one. Yep. It's just it's it's all right. I will try and compare somebody who was drafted right around him, but he was a top pick. It wasn't like he was drafted twenty fifth, right? I know, but but in the NBA, the you just you fall off a cliff after After. picks picks one, two, and maybe three. Hey, Drabby, I commend your Blazers. They're making a late charge in the tankathon. They have they've dropped six straight. They're trying to get into that top three. I don't know if it's a a late charge. They've been terrible all year, (laughs) and they've. Mm, clearly I mean, blew not, it with Henderson. They're he not sucks. Wizards level terrible, but they're pretty bad. They're in the neighborhood, <laughs> right? But I saw that yeah. the Blazers have forty nine percent decrease in TV viewership just this season, oh, as opposed really? to how bad it was in the previous years. Oof. I mean, no more Dame time. Yeah, man, the NBA is just just get to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> just get to the playoffs quick. You can watch good NBA. Like last night, I watched. All right, you had the Wizards getting smashed. I watched mm-hmm. some of that, but at the same time on TNT, you had the Mavericks who've won seven in a row mm-hmm. in a good game against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and you should look at Luca's stats against Phoenix. He I know it's forty-one. That's JP's porn. Lu- Nobody Luka owns them. Scores. Devin Booker plays really well against Dallas, but Luca just owns them. Kyrie put up twenty-nine. They've won seven in a row. I saw Tim Legler on ESPN put up his. Top five contenders to win it all. He had Dallas, despite where they are in the rankings. He had Dallas in his top five in his top to five. win it all. Like they could go on a run. And part of it is they got Daniel Gafford. And Gafford can spell uh, Derek Lively, who's really good. Is Beal still out? Yes, he had a hammy. <laughs> wow. Mm. Well, bottom line is. You know, the Wizards are obviously very bad. And there's no way I would have predicted 9-46 and 46 at this point in the season. But, you know, it's going to be a long haul for the next two or three years. Just be prepared for it. And watch <laughs> oh, it. I'm prepared. Yeah. And, I'm, just, and they'll get pummeled again tonight. That's, that's You know what? It's part of the plan, Jason. Jason it's part of the master I, plan. Yeah, they're not going to win. Jason Bishop, you know what I watched yesterday? Uh, what time? What time did you watch this? Probably 4 o'clock, 3.30. I, I know what you watched. You watched the Padres and Dodgers. <laughs> the last inning of the Padres-Dodgers. <laughs> That's what, And I watched the first six innings because you, I took the Padres 
minus 110, okay. even money. Yeah. Joe, Mus- Joe Musgrove <laughs> threw about 20 pitches and gave up four runs. Right. And he was dunsky. Was the final score like 16 to 1 14 or something? To 14 to 1. Yes. 14 to 1. But I just want to look. I put literally $3 on it. Right. Not it's 300. Fine. You need a sweat. I you- put. One, two, three dollars and put it in a parlay. It's it's always fun to have micro And, sweats. you know, it was just interesting to see. I'll tell you what was bad was they were doing um, the broadcast team. Tim Kirkchin was there. Uh, I can't remember the, the play-by-play guy. But they were doing interviews with the outfielders okay. during the game. So they did Tatis in the first inning. They did uh, Tiasca Hernandez, I think, in the bottom of the first. They did James Outman later in the game. You couldn't hear the guys. <laughs> Literally, you couldn't hear. Them. And they okay. continued they, with it. They, they continued no, with. They it. have nothing to say. You think they want to? You think they want? They have mic- nothing to you say. They want to be mic'd up during a game. But you understand, they talked to them for the entire half inning. <laughs> no so, producer told them bail out of this. We can't hear them. You you couldn't hear it. First of all, when they did it, to, when they went to Tatis, there was you know there was issues anyway. There was uh, mic issues, and he couldn't hear them. They finally got uh, that fixed. But you couldn't hear Tatis unless you turned the volume way up. <laughs> Takes the because uh, you are you know a huge baseball aficionado. Big baseball mark. Yeah. What does that tell you about the sport where they can do interviews during the game while they're on the field? Yeah, it tells me it's a big giant snoozer, is what that tells me. Yeah, but you know what? I'm just I'm I, size you're of glad it's back. back. I know. I understand. Uh, you're excited. I was very happy to watch. When is the Nats uh, opener? Is it today? No, they play tomorrow against uh, Houston. Six oh five. Very nice. There's a few games today. I think there's four games today, and then there's a full schedule. So the Nats start the spring training schedule tomorrow night. Coming up next, we're going to give you a chance to win those prizes. You can call in now for the morning matchup. Your chance to win tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live, Santana and Counting Crows at Jiffy Lube Live. Box score breakdown? 636-1067. Also, we'll get into baseball pants and why everybody is enraged. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Chucky's come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 running the three-man show with EB out today. Going to give you a chance to win some great prizes in moments. You can call in now at 800-636-1067 for the morning matchup as we give away tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live and tickets to go see Santana and Counting Crows at Jiffy Lube Live. So call in now at 800-636-1067. But I mentioned baseball pants as we were talking about the uh, spring training opener. And there's a little controversy because they introduced some uh, new pants this year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have voiced their concerns from players to fans about the new jerseys being worn and the pants that they might be see-through. <laughs> Are these just spring training uniforms or pants? Oh, I think or it's not? the yeah, I think it's the real deal. No, it's for the for the entire MLB. Is so, it? yeah, so they were designed by Nike, manufactured by Fanatics. Okay. And they've do- um drawn criticism from fans for looking cheap, feeling flimsy, and being unattractive. That's and, a trifecta. And being see-through. Like, if you see guys tucking in, like, a dark jersey you can see into white pants, pants yeah. it, they're basically see-through. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're the gonna... fabric, the, it, the, the quality of the fabric or the stitching I mean, how is so, light is it? It must dude, be so it's, light. Especially if a player is sweating. Yeah. The, the, makes it even more see-through. Mm. Yeah, they're going to have to, they're going to have to scrap there the was, current iteration. There's of a what, screenshot of the, of the, uh, 
Padres spring training game where someone is like taking the donut off their bat, yeah, and they they're bent over, mm-hmm. and from behind you can see their jock strap. No, no, mm-hmm. you can see the potato sack. Oh, jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't notice because I watched the game. I just didn't notice the well, pants. The pants is is the latest problem with it because it's people have been talking about these these jerseys for the last couple of weeks. And it was the, like the back of the jersey. They look screen printed. The names, like the player names on the back, are tiny. Yeah, and, and the, play, the, and the players looks are weird. The players are the ones that that are roasting him, saying this is completely embarrassing to right. be wearing these uniforms as professionals. They look like little league uniforms. What are we doing out yeah. here? How did this change? And it's all because MLB struck a deal with Fanatics, and Fanatics mm. is going cheap or whatever they yeah. did. And they're putting out a garbage product that they're making the players way. Cakes is going to be upset by this. All right. Yes. This is an article from CNN. It says a Baltimore Orioles player Mm -hmm. compared the New Jersey's to a knockoff from TJ Maxx. Oh, that hurts. (laughs) But I'm sure they're they're close with that. Like the jerseys. You know how like when you get your uh, butcher jerseys (laughs) or or you you get the Alibaba jerseys. Something's off. Getting something. Something's off. You can tell by the stitching and screen printing and everything. This is what the jerseys look like now. And look, if if you're selling a replica jersey on Fanatics for, I don't know, a hundred bucks and it's not as good as the one you're selling for three hundred fifty or I think north of four hundred dollars, I understand that. But if you're selling one for four hundred and fifty bucks or whatever the prices are, it better be a high quality jersey. Here's it can't what... be like see through, weird font on the back, weird placing of the letters, like this is a big PR nightmare for them. Here's what Major League Baseball said and what Nike said. They said they worked with over 300 players to mm-hmm. design the jersey that was more breathable, okay. lightweight, and stretchy. Okay, that's fine. Players then yeah. wore them during last season's All-Star game, and Nike and Major League Baseball said they were well-received at the time. Mm-hmm. What the commissioner said, Rob Manfred, he said they're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what's been traditionally worn, so they're going to be different. And he said, I think after people wear them a little bit, they're going to be really popular. Now that's spin. To me, that's spin. They're, they're mm. going to have to go back to the drawing board because maybe there was something lost in, in translation between the uniforms that were that were used for the All-Star game. Yeah. And then when they went into mass production, like there there was some sort of quality control issue that, that they just they, they fumbled. They fumbled the ball on this one. The, you know what? The Fanatics people are going to have to have <laughs> – a board meeting and figure this out because they can't go through the whole season with screenshots of guys' bozaks you know, bulging <laughs> yeah, out that their doesn't pants look good. when they're bent over. Like, and anytime it rains or they sweat, you're going to see, you know, bleed through of the Jersey into the pants. It's going to be freaking embarrassing. Can the players association just refuse to wear them? Well, do they, do they have any the say? The players' association is now involved with it. Right. Yeah, Tony like, Clark. And yeah. one of the other issues is, is that they're like standard st- sizing. Like before, okay. they had fifteen different sizes for pants or something All like right. that, and lengths. And like everything was perfect, almost perfectly tailored. Mm-hmm. Now, Fanatic said, "Here's your pants. You, you, if they're too long, tough luck." Right. And so these players are wearing like super you long pants. And this is what happens when uh, I noticed this probably three or five years ago. Like when you used to go buy, you know, like jerseys or any sort of memorabilia with sports <laughs> logos, be it pro or college, you had you actually had choices. Fanatics has consolidated the entire industry. They really have. It's a monopoly. They own everything. Anything that you if you buy a Caps jersey, it's through Fanatics. If you mm-hmm. buy a Nats t-shirt, it's through Fanatics. They own the whole market. So, like, 
there's there's nobody pushing them to make their product better. Like they they own the whole thing. There's no competition, right? Right. It, it's a problem. But if they're if the players do have an issue with it, they should they got to stand. A Manford has to know this. Manford's got to oh, say. I'm we, sure he's heard tons of. Complaints yeah, I mean, Clark's already, already told Manford that you know, this is not working. Right. So they're going to have to make an adjustment. All right, let's go to the phones. Morning matchup. We're going to do the box score breakdown. Let's go to line one. Chris is in Woodbridge. Christopher. Hey, good morning, Jock. What's up, Chris? Hey, Chris. Box score breakdown. Tell us who led the Capitals in ice time last night. If you can do that, we'll hook you up with some Luke Bryan tickets. Which Washington Capitals player led the team in ice time? Just give us a guess, my friend. You know, not a Caps fan. (laughs) Not a Caps fan. Because it's pretty much the same guy every time. Let's go to Jake in Richmond on line five. Jake, you're on with the Junkies. Morning, fellas. Happy Friday. Happy Happy Friday. Friday. Same question for you. Who led the Caps in ice time last night? Is it McMichael? No. He did score two goals. I'll burn it. It's, it's John Carlson. Yeah, he always all, isn't it always a defenseman. Always going to be a defenseman yeah. because there's only two of them on the ice at the same time. So look, time. if you're not a Caps fan, you're not going to know what positions they play. Right. Twenty nine minutes and fifty three seconds. That's a, that's a lot. The second leader was Ovi with okay. twenty two minutes mm. of ice time, but Carlson led the team in ice time. Let's go to, let's see, line four. Tim is in Huntington. Morning. Hey Tim. Good morning. All right, Jason. Tim, uh, the Lady Hawkeyes of Iowa played Indiana last night. They lost number four ranked team. Uh, lost to number fourteen. Caitlin Clark, the uh, you know the the story of women's college basketball, took sixteen threes last night. All right, the over under is three and a half. Would you go over three and a half made or under three and a half made? Over. Under Sorry, my friend. Under. Uh, she went three for 16 last night from threes. This is where we could really use the buzzer, which I don't I have access an, to. I thought that was going to be the easy one since mm-hmm. I put it so low. Right. And you prefaced it by saying they lost. And they lost yeah. Yeah. If Caitlin Clark has a good game, they they're win. probably going to win the game. <laughs> Correct. Amundo. All right. You know what? We're just going to have to save the prizes for later we in can, the show. We can do that. Yep. So stay tuned for your chance to win Luke Bryan tickets. And tickets to go see Santana and Counting Crows. Coming up next, we'll find out what's going on in the movie world. Kevin McCarthy, entertainment reporter for Fox 5, joins us here on The Junk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Wherever you may be, take us on the go with that Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies, looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. Running the three-man show this day. It's Cakes. I was going to say this week, but EB did show up one day. He did, yes. He made a, he made a uh, cameo on Thursday. Cakes is here. Bish Bucks <laughs> is here. I'm here. And now, Kevin McCarthy, our pal, entertainment reporter for Fox 5, joins us on the BetQL Guest Hotline. What's up, Kevin? Good morning, John Paul Flame. Hello, How are you, Kevin. Sir? Kevin, you are a new sports Hello. fan. What I'm interested in, and I know we're going to talk about two shows that are on Apple TV+, Plus, uh, yeah. Masters of Air and New Look. You Apple. realize that you could be watching Dynasty, which is fantastic, about the New England Patriots on Apple TV Plus, I believe episode three comes out today. No, I'm I'm excited to watch it. I, I'm actually still finishing quarterback on Netflix, and then I wanted to do I wanted to go back and watch some of the old Thirty for Thirties because I had, I hadn't seen those. And um, what was the the other big HBO show that was dealing with football at the time? There was another one. Was it um, Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks. Hard knocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, those yeah. those are shows that I I remember. I wasn't really into football at the time when those shows were airing. So I'm actually finding, uh, dude. I was watching an old Super Bowl the other day. Like I, I don't know. I told you guys this which thing, Super uh, Bowl. It was uh, Burrow versus Stafford um, when Stafford won. Okay. Um, but I but I remember the reason why. Um, this is the since this is the first season where I really watched football altogether. Like this is the first time I actually felt like I missed it. You know what I mean? So like, like when mm-hmm. when it, when the season ended and the Super Bowl ended, I was like, "What do I do now?" So like, you I'm should watch Dynasty. Out. I'm telling you right now, yeah. it is really good. Valdez has watched it. He endorses it as well. And it, yeah. apparently, you've got Apple TV Plus because you wanted yeah. to talk about Masters of Air and New Look. So why don't you start with Masters of Air? I've seen the trailers. Uh, Band of Brothers years ago was really popular on HBO. It looks yeah. like a Band of Brothers-like series. Yeah, yeah. So so today I was going to talk about those two shows. I also want to talk about the re-release of Tenet, which is the big movie opening in theaters this weekend, but we'll go Yuck. back to that. But, like, with um, Masters of the Air, um, yeah, so, so, no, you're 100% right, JP. This is literally the same producing team. So it's the Spielberg, uh, you know, Tom Hanks producing team that did Band of Brothers and The Pacific. Um, and so one of the cool things about this show is it kind of takes you into different perspectives of the war. And that's why I always thought that Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk was so brilliant because he told a whole story about World War II through the air, the land, and the sea. Um, and so why I bring that up is because Masters of the Air is now being told, you know, this is a story told through the air. Um, and so one of the things I find really interesting about, you know, 
World War II in general is just how many stories there are about it, how many different aspects you can tell. Um, and so for this, this is Austin Butler. This is Barry Keoghan. Um, Barry Keoghan, if, if you don't know that name, he's probably most famous right now for the movie Saltburn. Um, uh, also, uh, just a huge cast, Kalen Turner, who's also in The Boys in the Boat, great actor, young actor right now is kind of coming up. Um, and so, yeah, this is a series on Apple TV Plus, and this is this is kind of back in that old school way of airing. They they release these shows week to week. They'll drop like two shows at a time, and then you got a week to week release, which I'm very I'm a very big fan of. I kind of miss that concept. Like when you drop things in a binge and you watch it all in one weekend, you have no time to digest it. I mean, you guys know we we all grew up on that that week to week appointment television type yeah. of television where you sit in front of that TV and you wait for the episode. I mean, like Sopranos and The Wire and Breaking Bad and like like. As, as much as we are, you know, our mindsets now are just easy to binge, you, you, we sleep on the idea of how cool it was for an episode to end on a cliffhanger and then wait, wait a week for it. it well, was True Detective did that. I, it, and you know what? It does build anticipation yeah, for the next changed, episode. I, I think it changes the way you, you experience the show because I think that, you know, when, when you take in too much information at once, your brain doesn't know what to do with it. It just sits in your subconscious. And I think with True Detective, you're right. Like that, that, that season just ended as well. Mm-hmm. I still don't think they've ever topped the first season of True Detective. It's obviously still the masterpiece of, of the series. But yeah, I mean, Masters of the Air is, you know, similar situation. So if you have Apple TV Plus, that's airing week to week. That's out now. Uh, and they're just dropping episodes per week. So <clears> if, you're, if you're a fan of Pacific or Band of Brothers, um, that's exactly what, what you're getting here in terms of uh, production value. I know when you do movie reviews, you always give a rating yeah. and it might be different for a TV series because yeah. some episodes are good. Some aren't. What would your rating right. be so far for masters of the air? So, so okay, it's a good question. So, so, so I actually, I haven't seen the full series obviously, but um, uh, I, right now I'm probably at a four out of five. I've never actually really given a rating for a show before, um, but what I've seen so far, I've enjoyed. Um, I don't think it's band of brothers or Pacific level. And that's, you know, I will say, like, one of my biggest criticisms about filmmaking today, which is why I love filmmakers like Christopher Nolan and, and Quentin Tarantino and, um, and a lot of these filmmakers who shoot on film still. Um, I'll keep this brief because it's kind of nerdy, but, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of things nowadays are shot digitally. Um, and I think digital sometimes makes things look almost too real or hyper real where you're not able to immerse yourself in the story. You realize you're watching actors. You can see the makeup and things like that. And so then the brothers in the Pacific, those were shot on 35 millimeter film. So it just has that grain to it. Like Saving Private Ryan, if you watch the opening of Saving Private Ryan, like that is the, the way that is shot with the shutter speed, but also the film, it just looks like you're watching footage of that time. And I think sometimes with the, with the newer technology, especially something in Masters of the Air, you can tell things are CGI sometimes. So that's my only big complaint. But I don't know. I, I'm just, but I'm a little more old school. I, I saw, more cinematic you know, I, because I watch Apple TV Plus, I saw a trailer for the series. And what was incredible to me, and it's, I guess, obvious if it's World War II, but how many planes were in the air at the same time and seemingly so close together? Oh, it's, it's terrible. Like half like, those people had to know they weren't going to come back. That's the whole thing. I mean, that's kind of what the show is. Is there's a lot about that in the show, but you're you're 100 percent right. I, like to to see.
see a visualization of like all these planes either flying at night or during the day. I mean, these missions were, I mean, also think about the technology back then. <laughs> this is the forties, man. Like, like, like it's, it's interesting to me to think about like these planes must have been, you know, I, that's why I always think it's insane that we landed on the moon in the sixties, but the technology and yesterday, used, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like, I remember reading somewhere and I, I could be wrong. So don't, don't, don't quote me on this, but there, there was more technology now in your iPhone than there was on the, on, on, on the shuttle going to the moon. Like, I mean, from what I, I've heard that before, I don't know if it's true, but it sounds like it. I mean, it's insane. If you watch the movie first man, um, you, you get a really good view of what it looked like to go in there with Neil and everybody. It's just a really, it's amazing to think about the technology. By the way, on a side point. note, I sleep on, I guess, I guess it's hard to land on the moon because a lot of different countries have attempted it. Yeah. I didn't, honestly didn't know it was that hard to land on the moon. Oh, dude. I sleep yeah, on dude. it. I'm telling you, and, and listen, I know this is a movie, and, and, and there's obviously real footage of this in real life, um, uh, but uh, the movie First Man, which is Damien Chazelle's film, which is Ryan Gosling, he played Neil, Neil uh, Armstrong, um, the entire third act of that movie is exactly what you're talking about, Gates, is, is showing how hard it is to make that landing and be there. I mean, it, it's a, an incredible film that nobody saw. It, it made no money. <laughs> you're right. Nobody in this room um, saw First Man. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's the guy who directed La La Land and Whiplash in Babylon. So that, that those are definitely... Hey, JP, I know we only have a couple minutes left. I'm just going to mention the new look real quick because I want to talk about Tenet, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. um, the new look is just a... It's a new series on Apple TV+, Plus, which is, uh, which is a... Um, it's based, it takes place in World War II, actually, um, and it's towards the uh, it's de dealing with the fashion uh, era at that time and kind of launching into the modern era of fashion. It's Coco Chanel played by Juliette Binoche, and then uh, Christian Dior played by Ben Mendelsohn. It's kind of their rivalry back then, but also the idea of fashion becoming something that was a big deal and kind of gave people a, p a positive outlook into life going forward in the new modern era. Um, obviously, with the tragedy of everything happening with World War II, it's just fascinating to watch this particular story and kind of how this was born uh, in that moment. So that's an Apple TV Plus series. It's airing week to week as well. Um, and then real quick, I know. Give us your rating so far on that. Yeah, I'm at a three and a half out of five on that one so far. Ugh. Yeah. So <laughs> It's a yucky. No, thanks. Kevin, is it a point five from last week on Madam Web? Are more are more of these streaming services doing the week to week stuff? Because I guess like Dynasties every Friday, and then yeah. this show is every every week. Is are we are we stopping the binge? I get so slice for a Matt Valdez question. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no, it's a good point. So it's a good question. So yeah, a lot of them. Are, I think a lot of them are coming back to that. I, I have a theory that cable is going to make the, a big comeback um, because, and, and I'm not saying it went away, but the, the, the number of streaming services that we have now and how much they cost and you just need so many of them. Like the other day when you saw the Super Bowl numbers, I mean, the broadcast numbers on that were over a hundred million people. You know, there's something about cable and appointment television like you're talking about. Um, but to your point, Valdez, uh, only a few of the services actually do it. Um, Apple TV is week to week. Um, HBO, that's True Detective, that's week to week. Netflix drops them all at once. Um, no, well, even no, Netflix, Netflix is changing. doing like clusters. Yeah, because Love is Blind, they, they released like oh. six, then they released three, and then you got to yeah. wait for oh. the final yeah, three. Like Netflix is starting to release like three at a time instead of instead of just plopping the entire series on you. That's, that's better. So, so I'm glad you brought this up, and I think it's brilliant because – if you think about it, it's not just a not just a viewing thing; it's a business decision. Because if you drop everything all at once, 
you have a weekend <laughs> of people talking about your show and then people move on. When you have a week to week release, everybody's talking about the show every week and they're wondering what's going to come next. So like stranger things, for example, no, you're right about Netflix. Like what they're doing now like with the crown, for example, they'll put six episodes out or something. And then a couple months later, the next six or whatever. Um, but I think they're all looking at like Apple TV and all these other streaming services. Like, did you guys ever watch the show hijack with Idris Elba? Yeah. Liked it a lot. That was, that was one of the shows that I really started to see this trend becoming valuable like because my mom and dad would call me and they were like oh my gosh we just watched the, fi- the 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 new episode of hijack we can't wait for the next one and i was like that's what we need so to your question valdi that i do believe that that is starting to become a trend now because netflix was all at once all the binging at once so i, I hope that that becomes more of a thing all right so tell sure. us about the re-release of tenet before we let you go yeah, so listen, I, I, I understand this movie is frustrating for a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people, with Christopher Nolan, I think a lot of people want to sit down for a movie and they want to understand every aspect of it. And there's certain films that are just meant to be viewed as an experience. And there's a line in Tenet, which is don't try to understand it, feel it, which is exactly what the movie is intended to do. This is basically Christopher Nolan's Bond film. Um, and the reason why we're talking about it all these years later is because it's re-released in this weekend in theaters because it's it's helping to hype up the Dune 2 release next week. And why I bring that up is because Christopher Nolan is like really, you know, really good friends with the director of Dune 2, Denis Villeneuve, who did Prisoners and Sicario and Blade Runner and Arrival, um, all these incredible films. And so the studio who's releasing Dune also released Tenet. And so they got back together because both of them were IMAX films. And with the success of Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer making almost a billion dollars, they're using that as a, to ride the coattails to put Tenet back out. Um, and Tenet was released in the pandemic. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you guys remember all the drama surrounding this, but this film was a, it was a big deal at the time because it was trying to keep theaters going during the pandemic. And there was a lot of discussion and controversy surrounding the release. Do you put this in theaters? Do you put it on streaming? So it didn't make a lot of money. Um, and Denzel's now, kid is the star, correct? Correct. John David Washington. It's basically, <laughs> imagine a science fiction James Bond. Uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, John David Washington. Anyways, I know we have to go, but the movie's excellent. If you have a chance, it's in theaters for one week only in IMAX. Um, I love that film. I love Christopher Nolan. So, And then last thing I want to say, I know you guys already played the song on your show, mm-hmm. but I've listened to it five times this morning, Turn the Lights Back On by Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had a chance to watch the video, it's one of the most emotional music videos I've ever seen. So that's my you got in your feels. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you get a little teary-eyed? Dude, I'm Jason, I, that song destroys me. I actually, oh, yeah. I'm telling you guys, I, and I know this is a bold statement, I think that song is his masterpiece. What's the, mo- what's, really, the, what's the song about? I don't even know. I think this, well, the turn the lights back on basically deals with the concept of like he's realizing that he wasted a lot of time in a romantic relationship and didn't see the person he was with. And now he's finally awake and he's like, I've turned the lights back on. Is it too late? Can you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And so the whole concept is about time. You know, you guys know how it is. You get into a relationship and then sometimes you take that person for granted and you, and, you, and that's just the way the time just moves you. Yeah, Eric Fickle takes you for granted, that relationship. <laughs> I know that. I know. But, Either way, listen to the song. The video is incredible. It's just him over the years. And they, I don't know, they must have used some insane technology to de-age him because they had every aspect of his life from, from his performances singing this song. It's Kevin, wild. Kevin, um, yeah. I did watch the We Are the World special, which was on 
Netflix, I okay. believe. That yep. one's pretty good. And yeah. Valdez and I endorse Dynasty. You're a new sports fan. Watch it, and next Kevin, week tell us what you think. Kevin will like it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm missing. I'm, listen, I need anything right now because I'm like fiending for football, man. It's like, like I, I just genuinely. But don't watch old episodes Kevin, of Hard Knocks. It's a waste. I'm going to watch your side project, Masters of Dead Air. <laughs> <laughs> that, Thank that you. Be, Thank you. That, that, that's a that's that's a that's a top quality thing. Thank Mr. you. Mr. I, I appreciate that. But what was the name <laughs> of his movie? Bump. Who's bu- who's Kevin's, Kevin's movie? movie. <laughs> Bump. I'm sure I know. Right? Well, was- I, made for Spiel- I made it for Spielberg. It was called Bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never watched Bump? No. It was like inside like his... everybody else? No. It was inside his insane brain. I've been inside also- Kevin's insane brain. I don't need to watch oh. his movie version. Guys, guys, yeah. I, I mentioned this movie last week. I know we have to go. Um, it's finally on VOD. Watch The Zone of Interest. It's one of the best films I have ever seen. I know. I it's about the guy who lives, the, the, as you called him, the commandant who lives outside <laughs> of the I'm concentration camp. It's a yeah, but uplifting movie. <laughs> Thank it's, you, it's Kevin. Really, it's a brilliant film. Please see it. It's important. Um, I, I think everybody should see that movie. It's an absolute masterpiece. It's a brilliant film. I'll never see it again, but it's great. He doesn't use hyperbole. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Nothing that he suggests <laughs> ever interests him. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kev. I mean, for some reason, I think you'd once maybe in a blue like, moon. Yeah. For some reason, I think you'd maybe like Masters of the Air. I thought you like kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like war. World War II stuff. Uh, once in a sometimes. blue moon. I, Thank you, Barry. I will give Masters of the Air. I'll, I'll give it a try. All right. I'm, I'm okay with World War II era movies. Band of Brothers was really popular. I haven't seen one second of it, but I know it's popular. <laughs> All right. Got to take a break. The phone number is 800 800- 636-1067. Coming up at 820, we want your plays as we try and run 10 bucks to 10K. Also, John Feinstein, Georgia at 8, here on The Junkies. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So today is uh, February 23rd. The NFL draft is going to take place on April 25th. Mm -hmm. But we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the NFL draft. For two more months, we'll Mm -hmm. talk about it. Yep. Yep. We're going to major Probably every single show. You're probably right. Mock drafts come out, it seems like, every day. You get different reports, whether guys are climbing draft boards or sliding down draft boards. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon we'll have combine and we'll have pro days. And, of course, Washington has the number two pick. Isn't the combine 
Next week? Next week. Yeah, middle middle of the week, right? Yeah, I think Wednesday maybe starts. <clears throat> and give me the dates right now, sir. Yeah, let me know. With the is. number two pick, the expectations are should the commanders stay there, that they will draft a quarterback. But Matt Miller, who is an NFL, he's at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter. He has a point about the Patriots, which could apply to the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. So the Patriots have the number three pick. And in many mock drafts, you'll see quarterback, 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 one, two, three. Yeah. It might be Caleb Williams followed by Jaden Daniels, which leaves Drake May to the Patriots, or vice versa, where the Commanders take Drake May and Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, goes to the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. But their head coach, their new head coach, he said they don't have to go quarterback with their first-round pick. He said they're going to go with best player. Mm -hmm. Could be quarterback, but maybe it's Marvin Harrison Jr. or maybe it's an offensive lineman, whoever they believe is the best player on the board at number three. Mm -hmm. Jason doesn't buy that. He believes they're going to go with the quarterback. Well, I'll say this. Um I don't believe anything coaches will say in February about right. they're not yeah, going to give away who they're going to pick. Yeah. But they do need a quarterback, and they will acquire a quarterback. So if they do take best player available, and mm-hmm. it's Marvin Harrison Jr., yep. okay, well, that just means they're going to go out and get a veteran quarterback. They'll go free a Kirk Cousins type, route. make a trade for a Justin Fields. Or like a Ryan Tannehill, I believe, is yeah. a free agent. Because they're not Somebody... going into next year with Matt Jones or Bailey Zappi. I wouldn't think. Well, right? here's That's what... 100% locked. Yeah. Here's what Matt Miller tweeted about this specifically. And we can open up the callers and see if you think this applies to the Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. He tweets, the Patriots should not draft a quarterback at number three overall. This roster isn't ready for a rookie quarterback and would just set his development back. This isn't Houston with a Hall of Fame left tackle and solid supporting cast. This is closer to Carolina, and we saw how that worked out. Well, just because Bryce Young didn't work out doesn't mean whoever they would select potentially at number three isn't going to work out. No, what he's saying is not the player. It's not the quarterback Mm -hmm. he wants you to focus on. He wants you to focus on the roster. He's saying Bryce Young wasn't set up for success because they didn't have a Hall of, a right. Hall of Fame left tackle. Well, they didn't have a good supporting cast. In the last four well, years, we've gone through the Ron Rivera era where that was all that he was preaching was, well, we've got to keep building up the roster until we find the quarterback. I think that's doing it backwards. You find the quarterback, and then you build the roster around said quarterback that's going to lead you to the next decade. If the Carolina Panthers could redo the draft, they would take a quarterback. Right. It just wouldn't be Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud. The yeah. guy that everybody in the football ops reportedly wants. So you can you can fill holes in the draft after you take your quarterback. You right. can do that or in free agency. Correct. And if you Washington, want to chime in, Washington certainly can because they've got eighty million bucks to spend. If you want to chime in, eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Would you want the Commanders to do what Matt Miller is saying the Patriots should do, and that is. Fill out the roster first before you deal with the quarterback. Here's why. If I'm because a, he believes if the Patriots, for example, draft mm-hmm. a quarterback, not going to be set up for set for success because they don't have a good roster. Now, a difference here in Washington might be they've got all this cap space, mm-hmm. so they can maybe bring in a really quality offensive lineman 
They also have a bunch of draft picks right in the top 100. I think they have, is it 36 and 40, something like that, or yeah, maybe 34th mm-hmm. and 40, whatever what, they got is. about five picks in the top 100, maybe? Yeah, so so they they may be able to, to plug some holes better than the Patriots can mm-hmm. at this point, just based on where they are. I saw a prediction from one of the guys from Pro Football Focus, and he just said, Adam Peters and the commanders are going to spend more money than anybody else this offseason. Right. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Well, They've got and, the most cap space. Well, this is what, again, and I would equate it to what Washington would do. Washington's not going to come back next year with Sam Howell as your number one. Correct. The Patriots aren't going to come back with Mac Jones as their number one. Doesn't mean they have to draft somebody. They could go out in free agency and, and pluck a Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So if Washington was going to take someone other than a quarterback, well, they're still going to go out and get a quarterback. Some people like the move it was in one of these mock drafts where they trade out of number two. I think it was with Denver slide down to number 12, Mm -hmm. acquire more picks and draft somebody like JJ McCarthy at 12. Right. It still means you're drafting a quarterback. And and by the way, why are the Patriots being held up as the gold standard as the way to to run your organization and the way to run your draft? Mm -hmm. Like their drafts have been, Awful over the last few years. I don't think you're listening, though. They're not saying that the Patriots are doing it. This is what Matt Miller is suggesting right. they do. Right. Well, I so think, your quibble is I with Matt my Miller. My quibble is with him. Yeah. Especially when you look at who the Patriots are facing just in their division six times a year over the, the length of, of uh, Jared Mayo's career as the coach. Tua, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Again, so you, you, you just can't. You can't just sit there and, and say, well, we're going to run it back with Mac Jones. Whether it's a guy you pick at three or you go and sign somebody off the free agent. Or make a trade. Market. Yeah. Like, you can't just keep running out the status quo. Correct. He's suggesting for the Patriots, mm-hmm. build out the roster because the roster is not ready for the rookie I am, quarterback. I am and you'll set him back. 1,000% opposed to that sort of roster building concept. There's some people, and we'll take some calls again, 800 636 1067. I've seen on social media. They suggest them drafting the best tackle. Is it Joe Alt? I mean, it could be any of those guys. The, the, the guy from Penn State. Shanu, the guy out of Penn State. Yeah, yeah. The local kid. Would you be apoplectic so, on, if that happened? Who drafts the the Commanders? Well, that's that'd be the. It would be as bad of a pick as Chase Young at number two. If they stayed, if they stayed at number two and picked a big fat offensive lineman instead of moving back and getting extra picks. Mm-hmm. That would make me question Adam Peters well, this, and everything he's doing with the front office. And this would be my question to those fans who think that, that they should draft a, a tackle at two. Right. All right, so who do you want your quarterback to be? If you're going to come back with me, with Sam Howell, right. then I got issues. If you're going to try and make a trade for a Justin Fields, mm-hmm. or if you're going to try and go out and pluck Cousins, all right, that's a different story. Yeah. But you can't come back with Sam Howell. No. You just can't. There's no. no way Adam Dan Quinn in his first year and Cliff Kingsbury in his first year – and uh, Adam Peters in his first year going to come back with Sam Howell. I don't disagree with you, but there, I don't think it's uh, a huge force of fans. But there are a bunch of fans that are howlers who believe that he didn't get a fair shake. I get that because they point to bad offensive line, mm-hmm. uh, an offensive coordinator who didn't do him any favors, super pass happy. Hey, it wasn't, run the ball. But it wasn't Life all. isn't fair. It wasn't Life isn't all. always fair. It's not always fair for Sam Howell. But as you know, Sorry. and you would agree with this, it wasn't all the bad left tackle play. 
You know what I'm oh, saying? I know. And it wasn't all the bad call, uh, play calls by Bienemy. I'm not a howler. I know. I, so. I was a howler when I saw him in Annapolis. Yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Okay. In college. But 21 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Leading the league in pick sixes. Leading the league in sacks. Yeah. I don't know. To we're, me, too many negative plays. We're wasting our time talking about Sam Howell starting for the Commanders. I'd, I agree. I'd be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they dealt Sam Howell, if a team would, would give sure. give them something for him. Because right. if I'm going to draft a young guy, I don't want another super young guy trying to be his mentor and his tutor. All right, let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. Would you be opposed to... <laughs> The thought of building out the roster before you draft the quarterback. Very opposed. Let's go it's to, let's okay, go to Aaron. It. He is in Suitland. What's up, Aaron? You're listening to the Junks. Man, you guys are slaying me. I talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago. We talked about even if they did draft the quarterbacks, right, any of the top three quarterbacks, all you guys said that they're not going to come in and beat out Howe for the first six or seven games. So I don't understand what you I, guys I didn't say about. that. So you're if they draft that, somebody at number two, Aaron, you're making. Up I think stuff. they probably will no, no, beat no. out Sam Howell and start in week All right, one. I want you to get the audio, and I want to hear it. And I, I, I want you to get the audio of someone on the show saying, "There's no way the rookie quarterback We're, would beat out Sam Howell." One of us may have said it's said possible. For the first six games, I said it's first six. Yeah, I possible. did say I said it's possible if okay. he's if okay. you don't want to throw him to the wolves in week one, Sam Howell could start for the first month, but doesn't mean Sam Howell's the better quarterback. <laughs> Well, well, all I'm saying to you is I would rather build up the roster. You guys, I don't understand what you guys don't like about Sam Howell. I understand the stats, but there's a lot of things that he did that was impressive, you know, with some of the throws, the run, the third and 20 that he ran with his feet. I mean, he did some bad things as well, but I just don't understand in comparison from how. Almost every quarterback in the NFL makes good plays. Okay, right. well, that doesn't does mean too. they're good quarterbacks overall. So, so you're saying Sam, okay. you want Sam Howell to be your number one quarterback for all 17 games next year? That's what you're saying? No, I can't. I can't. No, I can't foresee that. But what I would rather do is draft a quarterback, but not at number two. Move back, build up the offensive line. Because now what happens is when you do draft a quarterback at number two, you still have the same offensive line. I know you guys said that you would get other picks, but guess what? We have pressing needs at linebacker, pressing needs at offensive line. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would rather build up, you know, through the, you know, the draft. The only person I think that can beat Howe is an NFL veteran. That's it. This coming so, in and this. So hold on. So you want to. Uh, so you want to move back in the draft and, and take a quarterback later in the draft, right? Yeah, I would do that. Okay. Yes, I would do that. Well, where are you going to take the quarterback? What round? Well, it depends on where you move back at. Oh, the first round, maybe, maybe the first round. Okay, so you're not maybe taking so you're not taking a, an offensive lineman in the first round because you're you're moving back, but you're still going to take a quarterback in the first round. But you're moving back to get more picks. Well, I, I understand that, but you're still right. taking a quarterback in the first round. That's what you're saying. You're getting a lesser quarterback. Your best lesser you're, quarterback, you're, and you are getting more picks because yeah, I'm we not need into the lesser players. quarterback. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate the call. I can't just. Hopefully, they're never picking at number two again. Please mm-hmm. just take advantage of where you're picking at this point. You have the ch- you have the chance to draft a quarterback that can be your cornerstone for a decade. Mm-hmm. Why would you pass on that to draft a lesser talent? I just don't understand that concept. And as far as drafting offensive linemen, you have six of the top 103 picks in the upcoming draft. Six You're telling one. me that you can't there get aren't quality there, right. offensive linemen, one or two, that you can draft in that range 
I refuse well, to believe that. Well, and you also that. have a bunch of money you can spend on free agents. Absolutely. All right? You can, you can do that. Yep. Now, unless Adam Peters and Dan Quinn went and said, you know what? Drake May and, and Daniels, they're just not worth it. They're not good enough. All right. That's a different story. I don't think they're going to say that. I don't think that's the way they're speaking behind closed doors. If they thought that there was only one quarterback worth drafting at number two, right. that's Caleb Williams, and he's going to be gone, then that's a different story. I, but I just don't believe that. Let's go to Chris in Brandywine. Chris, you're on with the junks. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hello. Let me just start start off by saying this. There's so many people here in the DMV that are so afraid and used to mediocrity that they want us to – build up the offensive line, sign Saquon Barkley, and relive the Joe Gibbs run, uh, uh, football days. And mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs is not coaching this team. Like, th- that, that was the approach that uh, Ron Rivera tried to use uh, to build up around the team and then plop in a quarterback and he could never find one. And then we never had to pick high enough to get one. We got to go out here and get this quarterback take the Houston approach, maybe uh, trade back into the first round and go after a Brock Bowers with your quarterback. You know, that, that's what you need to do. Take take some risk and make some play, make some things happen. Yeah, this is my guy, Chris. He likes offense. He likes quarterbacks and stud tight ends. Thank you for the call. Stud tight ends that look like dorks when they're hanging out at the <laughs> Super Bowl. Or the, I saw that. But that dude is a player. He is. And uh, he, he would make a nice impact on any team, certainly here. In Washington, bank local, cheer local in business. Every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business focused community bank proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity lender. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. In Richmond, check us out on 910 The Fan and 105.1 on the FM side, where you can listen to our pal AWOD at noon. And, of course, you can watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Speaking of Monumental Sports one of the biggest stories locally is whether the Capitals and Wizards will move to Alexandria. That's right. Joining us right now to give us kind of an update and where we're at with this is Monumental Sports Network's External Affairs and Chief Administrative Officer, Monica Dixon. Good morning, Monica. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me sure. today. So, Thanks Monica, I, I got to tell you, as just a fan, I get kind of confused as to what's going on. Um, some people are for it. Some people are against it. Uh, even in the legis- even in, uh, the legislative branch in Virginia, it seems like there's pros, there's cons. Where are we at right now with the legislation? All right, we'll start there. And, and I think, look, it's, it's, uh, this is, as you said, one of the biggest stories, and that means there's a ton of commentary. And I think it is hard to um, figure out what's fact, what's opinion in this story. And so appreciate you guys um, focusing in on this and giving us a chance to kind of walk through it, at least how we see it from our perspective. Um, we had a great week in Richmond. We um, saw the passage of our project in um, a major piece of legislation. It's the budget in the House. So what happens next is you know, the Senate passes their budget and they get sort of combined together. And then 
they appoint conferees from both sides, the House and the Senate, and they meet and they work out a compromise. And then that bill comes back to the floor and it's voted on right before the session ends. The session in Richmond is expected to end on March 9th. So we've got just two weeks left. How many people are in this Senate? I don't know. In the state Senate, there's 40 40 people. I'm sure you guys are counting votes. What, like, how many? What is your expectation right now? Is 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 there one person leading the way against it? Well, in the House, uh, the the bill passed 88 to 12. It was bipartisan. Okay. We have the same bipartisan support in the Senate. But what's critical now in this part of the process is that the conferees who are meeting, and they'll be appointed. We don't yet know who they are, but they're typically the leadership on both sides of the House and Senate. They will get together and they will make decisions on behalf of their caucuses. So now we're less focused on the specific votes in both the House and Senate, and we're very focused on that leadership group and the compromise that they reach. All right, this might be a stupid question, but if probably is a stupid question. So if the <laughs> I like se- your if the though. Senate passes it, the House and the Senate pass. If they both pass in the budget, so both of the House and Senate, is it a full go? No, they have to. Like she said, they got to meet. So dumb to Come with a compromise, and <laughs> then right. the governor right. signs off. All right. So then, if the governor signs off, is it a full go? Uh, it's a go in terms of the state legislature. Then we move up to Alexandria. Oh, okay. And the city council has to. Uh, consider it in some form and vote to support it. Uh, We think that process will be right after Richmond, but they are still in a kind of listening to the community um, uh, position. They're having almost daily conversations where people can come and learn and see documents and have a discussion, but we're hoping it's in March and, um, and then we're done. Then it's just done. What, what about the potential roadblock that one of the largest labor unions in the U.S. Uh, came out yesterday or a couple days ago against the plan to build the arena in Alexandria with the AFL-CIO labor union uh, voicing their displeasure, I guess, with the plan? Uh, you know, it was really disappointing and, and personally a little sad. Um, we are a company that could not operate and provide the great experience we provide without union employees. And we, we will continue to do that in Alexandria if this project goes forward. I hope that, they, that we have a little time to get everybody back at the table because I think that the building and construction, which is largely what was discussed this week um, from the unions, could be a very strong union workforce and that you know virginia is a right to work state and and this could be a real moment for uh the union movement in northern virginia and and we're really supportive of it so we're hoping that we still have some time uh to get everybody back to the table speaking of being at the table the washington post had a really in-depth article over the weekend about how this all went down and it described the meeting between mayor Bowser and Ted Leonsis. And eventually she gave Ted what really you guys wanted all along, but he basically said it was too late. 
Are yeah. they com- are they completely out of the picture? And why is that? Is that you know there were certain things about crime in the area and the buskers and the noise and all that stuff. Has that ship sailed? You know, it's uh, that that story was completely accurate. Um, I think the Post did an incredible job and spent a ton of time researching and and getting all the information. Um, I guess what I would say, first of all, about where we were with D.C. is that uh, their hands were tied just because of their budget situation. And when we were in the process of making the final decision, the offer we had on the table from Washington was about $220 million towards an $800 million renovation. And they didn't have the ability to provide that $220 million, so they asked that we take a loan for the full 800 and they would pay us back that 220 over the next 10 to 20 years. And that was a very risky situation for us. Um, you know, these administrations change, the city council changes, they could change their mind. There was no way for us to know if there would be a guaranteed um, set of revenues coming every year to help us pay that loan. And so that's, that is, that was the stage where we made the decision to accept the Virginia offer. The mayor and the council have been um, very supportive to this moment of us staying in D.C., and they've offered that $500 million um, if we uh, decide to stay, and, and we really appreciate that. But our focus right now is completely on Virginia, and we're hoping that we can get this project approved in both Richmond and Alexandria and start to share the plans for what this campus will look like, which is incredibly exciting. Monica, last dumb question for me. Um, <laughs> when you speak to, you know, obviously there are residents in Alexandria who are, that are against it, and one of the reasons yeah. is because they just feel like the traffic's going to be a crazy, there's, there's not enough metro stops and lanes. When you talk to the leadership at, uh, at Metro, are, is that going to be an issue? Are they going to build more lanes to get people there? Um, so it won't just be the one stop? Yeah, I um, we don't think it'll be an issue as long as there's funding to do it. Um, <clears throat> and that's that really requires the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, to make that investment uh, through their transportation plan. So right now they're you know, committing almost, you know, well over $200 million toward the expansion of that bridge that was just built from the metro stop down to what would be the campus and additional sort of lanes and smart technology on Route 1 that that will make it um, much better for our customers to come in and out. And also, I mean, that's a shared priority we have with the neighbors who are opposed to this. If our, if our customers can't have seamless entry and exit, we fail. And so we're aligned with the neighbors that that it's got to work for it to work for us and them. All right, Monica. Well, thank you very much for kind of filling us in. It is past the House. The next step is the Senate. Then there's committees. Then there's the governor. And then there's the city of Alexandria. But we were kind of clueless. So I think you gave us some good information. We'll we'll come back anytime. Okay. Appreciate it. That's uh, Monica Dixon. Thank you, Monica. She's the external affairs and chief administrative officer for Monumental Sports. Very fancy title. I'll never have that on one of my business cards. Coming up next, John Feinstein joins us for Fridays with Feinstein. Don't go anywhere. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Take us on the go wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Presented by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. Joining us right now. Is John Feinstein, best-selling author and Washington Post columnist. He's brought to you by Golfdom. They have all the new products ready to go for golf in the spring. Come get fit for new clubs. From Callaway to TaylorMade, Titleist to Ping and more, visit Golfdom in Tysons, Annapolis, or Rockville. Golfdom, live the game. Good morning, John. Morning, fellas. How's everybody doing? We're doing all right. Doing you know, well. before you jumped on, Jason said, what are we going to talk to Feinstein about? I actually got a couple and, things. And, and, and off the top of my head, I was like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And then I realized we got to talk to you about Lefty. Yeah. Right. When you wrote about Lefty, um, you know, we, we were all born in 1970, so we were aware of Lefty. Jason actually once was driven in a car by Lefty Drizelle. I worked his camp. Um, yeah. But I don't remember that much about him because I started getting to college basketball kind of towards the tail end of Lefty. Right. Um, of Lefty at Maryland. Right. Yeah. Yes. He coached until 2001. No, because, John, I was watching Albert King and Ernie Graham. I was watching those teams. I would go right. to Cole and watch those I teams. I covered them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, yeah. so I had a lot of memories of Lefty, but just, you know, kind of give us your, your your thoughts on him. Well, I have a lot of them. I, I'm not <clears throat> ever sure where to start. Uh, he was He was unique, uh, and unique is an overused word in sports. It means one of a kind. And uh, he was he was an underrated coach. The guy won almost 800 games. He won more than 100 games at four different schools. No other coach has ever done that. Right. Uh, the, the, there are two things that kept him from getting well, three actually, the, from getting the credit that he deserved. One was that he never made the Final Four. Right. He made the Elite Eight four times at, at two different schools, but didn't make a Final Four. Uh, if Moses Malone had come to Maryland after he'd committed and not jumped to the ABA, he certainly would have made the Final Four and probably would have won a national championship or two. Because in those days, once you went, you stayed. Um, number two, he had to coach against Dean Smith all the time. Uh, and Dean Smith, as we know, uh, was not only one of the greatest coaches of all time, he was one of the greatest game coaches of all time. And beat Lefty in Maryland in, in a number of close games, although it should be noted that the first Carolina loss in the Dean Dome was to Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Lefty had his moments uh, against Dean. And, of course, the Len Bias thing, which a lot of false accusations against Lefty became thought of as fact when they weren't and probably kept him out of the Hall of Fame until 2018 when he finally got in. Uh, because the Hall of Fame is dominated by, and the uh, selection committee for the Hall of Fame is dominated by the NBA. And they didn't know much about Lefty. And, oh, yeah, bias. You know, he, he, he sent somebody to clean up the room and all this stuff, no, none of which happened. Correct. And 
So there were uh, things that people who didn't know him assumed to be true. Uh, and I knew him. I covered him. Um, and I, I knew what kind of person he was. Lefty, people have asked me, what set Lefty apart in your mind? And my answer has been generosity of spirit. Uh, I told the story in the column uh, about the Halloween night when I was with him going to Anacostia to recruit a kid named Sean Alvarado. And as we got out of the car, Ron Bradley, his assistant, was there. Uh, a bunch of little kids came running up screaming, trick or treat, trick or treat. Mm -hmm. And Lefty reached into his pocket, pulled out his bill fold, and peeled off every bit, bit he had, Billy had. And as the kids ran away, he turned to Ron and me and said, damn, I hope I didn't have any big bills on there. <laughs> and that, that was the he would give away his last dollar without thinking about it. And uh, he, he was very funny, had a great sense of humor, uh, and, uh, and was self-deprecating in, in, in his own unique way. I, I remember uh, after Georgia State beat Wisconsin in the NCAA tournament, and somebody asked Lefty the difference between coaching at a mid-major and coaching at a big-time school. And Lefty said, mid-major? Mid-major? I ain't never been mid-nothing. Go ask, go ask Wisconsin if we miss major. And that was Lefty. And uh, he, I said to him at one point, we were talking during the Final Four that same year, and I said, the heck with Knight and the heck with Dean. Uh, you're going to break Adolph Rupp's record. And he said, no, I won't. And I said, why not? Because, and he said, because if I ever got close, that, that little sucker would come back, referring <laughs> to Dean. Um, so I, I just, I just, I always enjoyed my time with, with Lefty. I mean, we battled. He, he would call me when I covered the team at seven o'clock in the morning because I was single then, no kids, uh, and and say, "Fine, Dean, wake up! I got to get on you." And then he'd yell at me about something and say, I'm never going to talk to you again. <laughs> and we'd hang up, and I'd go to practice that afternoon, and I'd walk in, and he'd come over to me and go, what's up, Finey? You got a scoop? Uh, so, he, you know, that was Lefty, and, and he was always fun for me to be around. So mm -hmm. if the bias tragedy hadn't happened, don't right. you think Lefty would have had, like, a 30-plus year run in College Park? I mean, yeah. I mean yeah, he won 68% of his games. Like, he... He wasn't going anywhere aside from obviously the the tragedy of Len Bias and, and right. what, what everything that happened in the wake of the the scandal. Like he would right. have been there. He would have been Dean the Dean Smith of Maryland. Yeah, no, he absolutely would have. Um, he was only fifty five when it happened, uh, and uh, he was still winning consistently, as you say, and still recruiting consistently. Uh, in fact, when I called Mike Shashevsky Saturday morning, because he and Lefty became very close over the last 15 or 20 years. In fact, it was Krzyzewski who gave Lefty's induction speech into the uh, uh, Hall of Fame. He said if the bias tragedy hadn't happened, Lefty might be the all-time winning coach, mm -hmm. which, of course, Mike is. But uh, you're right, though. He probably would have been there at least another 15 years. He averaged 20, 25 wins a year. So do the math on that, and that's another 300-plus wins. And that puts him close to the 1202 that Krzyzewski's got. So, I mean, ifs and, ifs and buts, but no, you're right. I, God knows, he certainly would have gotten to 1,000 wins, I, I believe, if, if that hadn't happened. There were some, um, just growing up watching them, and I was telling these stories before, but um, I, I was just so deflated and I got so emotional because they had some really good teams. 1980, yep. they were a two-seed. 
um, and lost to Georgetown in that tournament. 81, right. they got pummeled by Isaiah Thomas in Indiana in the uh, tournament. I, I was at both games. You were at that game, yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't think they were going to beat Indiana, but I didn't think I didn't want them to get beat by 35. And then 84, after they won the ACC tournament and, and beat Duke, and they were a pretty high seed then, they lost to Illinois. So I, 85 was awesome because they got to the Sweet 16, they beat David Robinson, and then they lost to Villanova. I was just right. so deflated on those losses because I expected them to do so much more in the tournaments, especially yeah, when they I were pretty good teams. Yeah, I think a lot of Maryland fans feel that way. Yeah. Uh, and <clears> his <throat> best team, 74, they didn't even get to play in the tournament. Right. Because that was the last year that it was a 25-team tournament and only conference champions got in, and they lost that classic game to NC State. Right. In the ACC championship game, NC State went on to win the national championship. Uh, and most people who w- watched basketball back then would agree that, at worst, Maryland was the third-best team in the country that year behind NC State and UCLA. They lost at UCLA 65-64 early in the season and then lost that unbelievable game uh, to, to NC State. And, of course, that was the night uh, after the game and after the awards and all that stuff. Lefty walked onto the NC State bus and stood in front of the NC State team and said, guys, I'm so proud of you and the way you played. I'm so proud of my team and the way it played. That was a great game. And now if you guys don't win the national championship, I'm going to come looking for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how many coaches do something like that after a a devastating loss? Yeah, That would uh, never happen now, I'll tell you that. Oh, God, no. Uh, probably security people wouldn't let him on the bus. Um, but, but it, it, yes, he, he had some really, really disappointing losses with very talented teams. And, you know, Maryland fans still talk about the ACC championship game uh, in 1980, the year you mentioned they lost to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And um, Duke was up one, and Buck Williams went oh, in, yeah. went up to Kenny Todd, Denard, right? And Kenny Denard pulled him down. I remember. And it. Denard said it was the smart thing to do: <clears throat> let him make two free throws as opposed to just dunking it. <clears throat> and uh, and Denard never denied that he fouled him. Oh, he definitely fouled him. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. And uh, so there were there have been a lot of there were there have been a lot of def- um, disappointing losses. And but he never lost his sense of humor. He lost. The uh, CAA final four years in a row hmm. when he was at James Madison. And walking, I walked off the court with him, and he turned to me and said, Fine, scene. we get to the final next year, I'm going to let you coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got to the final next year and won, by the way. Um, so, and I did not coach. Uh, he just, there's so many lefty stories. You know, sometimes I should probably do this. I should probably sit down and write down all my favorite lefty stories. Because I could go on for a couple hours just telling them. I mean, you sell a bunch of books at the <laughs> at the uh, Stamp Union Bookstore. I know that. If you yeah, probably put that so. book out, <laughs> probably so. He he's uh, uh, you know Gary won the national title, and Gary did an amazing job coming in after the bias tragedy and turning them around. Uh, and, but as Gary said to me on Saturday. Lefty was the one who made Maryland basketball matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were playing in front of three, 4,000 people a night in Cole when he came in, and he turned the program around, got great players in there, you know, recruited McMillan, recruited Elmore, recruited Lucas, recruited Steve Shepard, guys like that. They won the NIT in his third season. Again, that's back when only one team could go uh, to the NCAAs. And then, again, in 74, if Maryland had been allowed to go, 
they almost certainly would have been a Final Four team. The next year, even though they didn't get Moses Malone, um, they they went to the Elite Eight. They won't. They they they. Uh, they yeah. won 28 games, 27 games, something like that. Yeah, lost to Louisville that year. Uh, right. right we a only very got a, good Louisville team. Yep, we only got a couple minutes real quick. Um, caps, three in a yeah, row. three All in right. a row. Five, and, and a, five points behind Tampa. That was a big yep. win last night. But Oshie goes down. Doesn't look good for him. But That's um, bad. Are, that's bad. Are you – Cakes is a grasper. He's grasping they can still make a run and get into that final wild card spot. I'm not. I don't think that's going to happen. Based on the schedule they play, they could play a really tough schedule. Boy, your, well, your they thoughts had a real on that. tough game last night, and they won it. Yeah, yep. you're right. You know, tough and game they have two to go weeks ago against Boston. This weekend. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think they can still make the playoffs. I'm not sure that they will. But Ovechkin becoming Ovechkin again huge. is huge yeah. um, for them. Not just the goals themselves, but the psychology of our, 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 our superstar is playing like a superstar again. Mm-hmm. And who knows how long it'll last. It, it was funny because. Uh, before I came on with you guys last week, I thought you might want to talk about the Caps. I don't remember what we talked about, but I, I was saying that maybe it's time to, to myself, maybe it's time to change Ovechkin, Ovechkin's nickname to the Gray Eight um, because he's got so much gray in his hair now. And then he just has taken off on this uh, binge, which is terrific. I, I, I think we all discussed this before. and Was this the end? And I think we all believed it wasn't, and it's not. He's still got something in him. Yeah, and the team's actually scoring now. In the last three games, they've scored four, six, and five. And I think they're averaging about, before this, like 2.4 goals per game. I don't think yeah, it's it sustainable. Yeah, it seems like every but... game they played was 2-1 or 3-2. Right, right. So this is so, encouraging. Right. No, definitely encouraging. And tomorrow night's a big big game in Florida. Yeah. Uh, another road game, another good team. Uh, and they they need to keep this going because, as you said, even though they've won these last three, they're still five points out of the last playoff spot. And guess what? The other teams in contention are trying to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people forget that. They go, well, as long as we do this, we're okay. Um, it's like when people call into shows like yours and say, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we trade uh, two second-round picks for Patrick Long? Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Dum-dums. <laughs> Yeah, there's quite a few. Of them. We deal yeah. with it all the time. Yes. All right, John. I know you do. Have I know a, you do. Have a great weekend. You too. Yep. Right, Take buddy. care. Talk See to you next week. John Feinstein, best-selling author and Washington Post columnist, brought to you by Golfdom. They have new products ready to go for golf in the spring. Come get fit for new clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, Ping, and more. Visit Golfdom in Tyson's, Annapolis, or Rockville. Golfdom, live the game. Coming up next. Our foray into ten dollars to ten k. Mm, it was it successful last week. Yep. We hit on our pick, but we need help from you, the callers at eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Sell us on your best play for the weekend. It doesn't have to be a long shot, nope, a single play. It just has to be a winner. We have now turned ten dollars into twenty. Yes, we're chasing ten k. It's a long road, but we need your plays eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. We'll do that next here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 106. Seven the fan and the team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. So we've retired our Junkies weekend parlay. Or at least we're taking a rest. Semi-retired. Let's go semi-retired with that. Mm. You can always dust it off and break, break it back out. 
at our discretion. We've retired it for now. Yes. A la Donkeys of the Week. Maybe retired we'll bring it back for now. football season. A la Under My Skin. Yes. Retired for now. You can always bring them back. <laughs> sure. But what we've decided to do is do this $10 to 10K play. Put it in the listeners' hands. God forbid. Here's the deal. We God did hit us. a couple of weekend parlays, but for the most part, listeners would constantly grill us on social media. You yep. guys are idiots. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're talking about. I know how to pick games. I know how to pick yeah. winners. Yeah, you guys, you guys suck. So we're turning it over to you. Now's your chance to flex your betting muscles and give us your best play for the weekend. 1-800-636-1067. You can call us on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You sell us with your play, and then we'll decide if we'll go with it, and then hopefully we can keep running it up. You get ADs. We get real Ds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounded hurt. It does. <laughs> uh, you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> we get real dollars. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. better. Much, much better, JP. <laughs> you get attention dollars. We get real dollars. Much better. So we started with $10, <laughs> and it's at 20 Yes. Um, we did tweet last week's video. At Junks Radio, you can follow our 106.7 The Fan YouTube page. Mike Mars putting out videos daily. 106.7 The Fan's YouTube page. And you can see how it worked last week. Last week, we ended up going against the Hoyas, mm-hmm. and that was a Jason, winner. Jason, yeah. we uh, so we picked Nova against Georgetown. Yep. Um, the guy's rationale wasn't that strong. He said he just said Georgetown stinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there was an omen in his call. Mm-hmm. He was calling from Home Depot, all right. Oh, that's right. From, from the lumber section, yeah. uh-huh. and so we instinctively said we need to lay the wood. Yes, right. Exactly. And you know what? It was right. Yeah. They want chunk humor in the segment. By the way, welcome back to Replay Machine One, the OG. Roger nice. breathed life back into it. Thank you, Roger, the engineer. I appreciate your hard work and your labor. All right, so I did put it up on our Twitter page and Facebook page, facebook.com slash junks On Facebook, <clears throat> Maurice Coleman's play of the day, and we could go with this, mm-hmm. is he likes Anthony Davis four-plus assists, which is plus one. The only problem I have with any sort of especially – player prop involving Anthony Davis. Yeah. He's the most fragile guy on the planet. So I have a hard time just banking on him, even making it through a single NBA game. Did he play last night? I know LeBron did yes. not play. Yeah. Back-to-back bet on Anthony I, Davis. And what, I, what, I they, what did he do last night? It. Anthony Davis, I know yeah. that Golden State smashed him. Let's see what uh, what his numbers Yeah, how many were. helpers did he have? Now, LeBron did not play. Okay. I think LeBron's back tonight against the Spurs. I instinctively don't like that pick. But that's just me. That's just me being gun-shy about a player prop. But right. it's he on the 20, board. He had 27. He had 15. And hold on. How many dimes? I'm looking right now. He's averaging four for the year. He's averaging four. That's <laughs> why they set the number putting there. Putting it right yeah. on the number? Ooh, I don't like that either. Last night, he had uh, one assist. But you usually like Hate overs. It. I All usually... Right. But we vote at the end. Yes. So let's go to the calls. 800-636-1067. You guys joned on us for months about mm-hmm. our weekend parlays. Now it's your turn. Oh, now, it's your turn. Now those, the guns those, by the way, you. those idiots who are joning couldn't <laughs> yeah. hit a six or seven game parlay either. <laughs> Especially when we're putting up six bucks to win uh, 13000 You're not going <laughs> to hit it either. Um, so in the month of February, Idiot. he's Moron. played mm, eight games. So he's had four assists or more in 
Five of them. Okay. Still don't like Five it. Five of them. Sixty-two percent of the time. I still don't like it. Still not a big fan. All right, All right let's save go. your vote for the end, Ricky. Okay. Well, what I'm, if these next plays suck even worse? Well, I, I would find that hard to believe. Let's go to D Woods first. D Woods. Good morning. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? What's up, D hey, Woods? Getting the real D's. Getting the real D's is hard. Yeah, it sounded <laughs> just awful. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> That is nasty behavior. But no, for real. So this is what I was calling about, right? So I was thinking about this. I've actually been thinking about this all week. Uh, so I want to play a co- co-producer with Drab and Valdez. <laughs> so, like, the guys that called in last week with the terrible plays, and you guys kind of tried to, you know, workshop it and see if you're going to do it. And the same way you guys are having the guy that called in and he gets the pick first, I think that anybody that gives you a bad bet, they don't get to call back in. They're, they're finished. <laughs> they're banned. Banned for life. <laughs> banned. So, so all you Bamas that's on the line right now, if you give a bad play, this, this, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I'm just going to make the rule. You don't get to call in next week. They're right. finished. No, you get a how, you get a one week uh, uh, um, time, time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're in time out. Probation yeah. for a week. You're in time out. How a are week. we going to remember? That's yeah, the we're problem. Not we need to write problem. this down. Yeah, we got to write down the phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. Got to block the phone. Uh, I'm going to be honest because Chris and Lorton's next, right? I probably won't remember that Chris and yeah. Lorton called into the show. No, he could change, change his name. I remember specifically because I thought he had good rationale about the hurricane play. He had an okay. NHL play. Okay. So he called in last yeah. week. All right, well, let's go to Chris. Well, so D. Woods didn't have a play? No, no, no so he's, just being, jun- he's <laughs> just being junior producer. Being associate producer. Okay, all right. Uh, Chris in Lorton. What's up, buddy? What's going on, boys? Yeah, last week. Thank you, Valdez. I appreciate. Uh, the props there on my rationale, I did hit. It was minus one and a half uh, Carolina over Arizona uh, Hurricanes. Right. And uh, they actually won 5-1. I like pumping yourself up before the next pick. That's all. And, Chris, I actually think I played that game in a parlay. I didn't know that you picked it, but I played that game in a parlay. Of course, the parlay lost. By the way, Chris, is, uh, Chris and I are basically holding hands. He's a big Caps guy. I know he's grasping at the playoff run, too. Uh, We've got playoff sweat slash overheater at the same time, all Chris. It's a great Kate's. time to be alive. <laughs> I was so psyched last night. Um, but I'm going to stick with a hockey player. I'm going to I'm gonna become hockey Chris, hockey. like there's hockey okay. cake. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to go with Minnesota Wild mm. over Edmonton. Uh, right now on FanDuel, plus. 164. It's actually uh, one of the best lines that you're going to get everywhere else is around, hovering around plus 155. The Wild have actually two extra days rest. Like that. Uh, Edmonton just came off of a overtime loss to Boston um, on Wednesday. So they're, you know, they're trying to pick it back up. However, Edmonton is four and four in the month of February. Minnesota only lost one game. Uh, and one of the games was a huge shootout. Obviously, we know Edmonton can score a lot of goals. Minnesota won on Monday, 10-7 over Vancouver. So my play is Minnesota plus 164 money line. Jeez. All right, Chris's pick is in. He Big likes dog. the wild over. They're not the biggest the dog. Very tonight. informative. Yeah, like yeah. that. He's shopping around for yeah. different prices. Hey, I, on I was going to say it's a, a positive EV play too. Yeah. Positive All right. Thank EV. you, Chris. Well, we'll you got to keep, keep in mind though. Chris is known on this show for pooping his pants in his car. 
So uh, taking advice from a guy who poops his pants on a regular basis makes oh, yeah. me very nervous. So it's a regular basis. Yeah, he has, it well, no, no, he's done it. He's done it multiple times. Yes, chronic, yes. chronic diarrhea it's a for life. Yeah. Oh, he really? still has that issue. I do remember that. Poor yeah. Chris, I didn't know that nugget about you. IBS. Thank you. Yeah. Poopy Chris. Thank you. IJS greater than IBS. That's how I'm going to remember him from now on. He's Poopy Chris. All right, thank you, Chris. Man. Oh, you don't want yeah. that nickname. Not great. Poopy. Isn't Edmonton pretty effing good? They're very good. Yeah. But the. I didn't know that Wild had put up 10 goals in a game. Okay. What's happening there? Getting a couple plays here on social media. Again, we have it up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the junks on Twitter. Uh, Frank says he likes Mount St. Mary's minus two and a half against St. Peter's. Mm. <laughs> I'd, have okay. to, I'd have to call Adam Pohl to get some, up, <laughs> some sort of insider information on the Mount. I just don't, I can't bet that one confidently. Uh, right. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Josh. Uh, from the county seat of Prince George's County, Upper Marlboro. What's up, Josh? County the seat, junks. baby. County uh, seat. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. On- oh, you just started out promising. Uh, you faded. Call back on a better phone. Yeah, okay? put them on hold. We'll Call back, back later there. when you get a better you connection. You go to line four. 800 Do you have an AT&T phone? It's still under attack. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. Or a I- software update. So happy when my phone came, came back, back yesterday. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, you're on with the Junks. Good morning. Good morning, Junks. So, really loving this play. Chet Holmgren, double-double against the Wiz tonight. Uh, other than Marvin Bagley, Wiz have no one that can rebound. They're both coming off back-to-back games, but OKC is definitely going to dominate, and I see Chet Holmgren at least getting 10 rebounds and at least 10 points. Plus 170. Lock it in, baby. Mm, I kind of game last I'm night. I'm kind of buying double. what he's selling. I mean, you get the whiz on back-to-back nights. All right, hold on. Just these ten and ten. Everyone's a stat monster against the whiz. <laughs> yeah, they really true. are. It's a very good point. Last night in the big win against the Clippers, Chet went for 17 points, three ten, blocks, ten three boards. assists, and ten boards right on the line. Right on the number. He's averaging seven and a but, half. I mean, boards. we just saw the Wizards get out rebounded like. 60, it was 60 to 40. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. by a huge margin against the Nuggets. Why would they be better with I mean, limited rest against the I, Thunder? I, I can certainly see that happening. I mean, he's I, definitely going to be in the double-digit uh, points. Yeah. And boards, that could be a different story. Uh, Eddie tweets us. He likes Arsenal. Here's a soccer play. Okay. Eddie, who calls into the show from time to time, Eddie Donaire. Arsenal over three and a half. Now, here's a problem. I don't know if I can include it because he says or Brighton, and is it Jave Albion? I, I, I don't, don't even know that. No, Money line. I have no idea. Somebody call soccer. He Bobby. has multiple plays. Yes, no. You got to give us your best play. Yeah, that's one. out. That's a we foul. Need one, we yeah. need one right, silly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop muddying the waters. Yeah. No okay? either or. Come with your best play. Your best possible play. Not an either or. Let's go to Brian in Manassas. This one probably gets Valdez horny. It's a golf bet. Brian, you're on with the junks. Hey, man, I gave you the Scheffler winner last week. He didn't play. It was plus 110. You true. Minus. So well, you I'm know what? Give you, uh, Hyping up your previous accomplishments, also <laughs> good for the Absolutely. segment. Absolutely. You, you would have more money in your account if you played my bet. That's a good point. Anyway, I, I, you, you, that's facts. Yeah, these that's, are those facts. are facts. He's spitting the facts uh, here. The facts. Here's another easy winner. Olsen three ball over Merritt in Duncan. Um, he was five under yesterday. Merritt was even. Duncan plus five. He's plus one hundred three ball. So you got you like Olison over Duncan and yeah. Merritt. All right, that's even money. Even money. Yeah. 
All right. It's a three ball. It's a three ball. It's a three ball. Yeah, it's a three ball. Hey, what, what, what happens? What happens if uh, if he ties one of them and then uh, both of those beat the the other one? What happens? Do you get like half the I money? I think it's a void, or is it I've voided? Seen, I think. I've, yeah, I've seen it done both ways, where they cut the odds, split the odds in half, or they just. I'm very just confused. My brain no. actually hurts. It's right, a golf right now. <laughs> it's yeah. a golf pick. Hey, Brian, come out. And, it doesn't matter. Brian, come out and have a beer with me tomorrow night at uh, Cagezilla in Manassas. <laughs> nice slug. I'll be right. there. All right, Brian. Cagezilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you're not going. Yeah. He needs some brand awareness. <laughs> hey, if this <laughs> loses, Brian's going to be Fadezilla. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice one. You're just zingerific this segment, Valdez. 800-636-1067. If you want to give us our winner, we're trying to build 10 bucks into 10K. Uh, we have 20 bucks in the account right now. Whose account? I don't know. I think it's drabs. I put it in uh, uh, last week. All right, let's go to Josh. Josh, you're on with the junks. Good morning. All right. Pump the brakes on the car poopers, gentlemen. No car poopers because I got one for you, and it's the obvious one. Cash out your Odyssey 401Ks. Cake, sell your donk AT&T stocks. It's a terrible network anyway. I do have AT&T stock. Shovel every dollar you have into OKC beating the Wizards by more than 14 and a half points. Shai Gildas-Alexander is going to eat barbecue Koulibaly for dinner tonight. <laughs> Wizards are coming off uh, a horrific loss. OKC is about to start a heater. This is an obvious one. Just double the money. Keep it going to the next week. Uh, the OKC is going to smash the Wizards by at least 25 points. I mean, that's All right, so, a whole wow. I do. I don't know why, but barbecue Koulibaly makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he reminded me funny. of an old school fatties caller. Yeah. yeah. Well prepped, good shtick. All right. So if, was he talking about an alt spread? Because the spread's 15 and a half. No, I think he's just, he's, he's just speaking in hyperbole. No, no, no. He might have had an old line yeah. at minus 14 and a half. Okay. So he just wants to move. Because it's been, well, or it was an alt line. It's minus 128. Yeah. You might have to buy a point if it's so. Like, he, if it's fourteen and a half, it's minus one twenty eight. If it's fifteen and a half, it's pretty much even. It money. seems like our trend is is betting against bad teams, and they're all locals. <laughs> all right, Unfortunately, let's, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to the guy who loves to go into the Norbeck Country Club sauna with the, all of his clothes on. Sauna sock, Josh from the O Town. How you guys doing? What's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm going to get right into my play this week because I got hung up on last week. Uh, even though it was a winner, I will say it was a winner, but that's okay. You guys won last week. Hey, you know what? The sauna uh, works if you're trying to get on a heater. <laughs> that's right. There you go. So the pick this week, it's not till tomorrow, but it's going to be Kentucky Hoops. Mm. Um, Ken Palm is showing the spread as Alabama minus two. Uh, my guess is the market makes it around a pick em or Kentucky minus one. Here's the thing. Alabama's a good team. They're coming off an overtime win against Florida, I believe, on Wednesday. But their last two road games against top teams at Auburn, at Tennessee, lost by 18 and lost by 20. Mm. Uh, Kentucky started to turn things around last week by winning by 10 at Auburn. uh, Had a tough loss at the buzzer against LSU. Uh, So I think Calipari and the boys right to ship this week. Uh, Alabama not nearly as good on the road. Uh, Let's take Kentucky – Minus one, minus two to uh, to beat the tide uh, in Lexington tomorrow. Yeah, All right, thanks, Alabama Bob. is the highest scoring team in the country, and Kentucky's defense can be a little bit shady, but it is a home game. What do you think I care? By Roll way, down tide. Terrell Ward from Dematha High School mm. hit the game winner for LSU to beat Kentucky. Just want to throw that out there. All right, here's a recap of what we have. We've got uh, an Anthony Davis play, four plus assists, mm-hmm. uh, Poopy Chris from Lorton. 
likes the Minnesota Wild over Edmonton. That's plus one sixty four. Well, Valdez is the one who remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank likes Mount St. Mary's laying two and a half against St. Peter's. Josh in Upper Marlboro. He said OKC minus 14 and a half. Jason sees it at 15 and a half. Uh, Ryan likes Chet Holmgren double-double against the Wizards. Brian Manassas is the golf play. Is it Olsen, Olsen. in three ball? <laughs> yeah. Thorborn Olsen. Thorborn Olsen. He's a, I believe he's Swedish. Yeah. And yeah, he does not get size for plane rides. Just heard from <laughs> Saunasock Josh. He likes Kentucky laying either a point or two. See, when it's vague like that, I don't think I can go with it. Should we throw that one out because it's not even on the board? Okay. Been, yeah. It hasn't been set out. It hasn't not, been set out. the line. I'm not going to go with that. You, you know what? You can't see it right now. I kind of like Poopy Chris from Lord, and that's where my vote goes. Yeah, and one, he likes the that, Wild. He likes the Minnesota plus 164. Good rationale for his pick. I think they're more rested. To me, it's down. It's down to Chris's pick, or I kind of like the Chet Holmgren double double too against the Wiz. I mean, the Wiz are the lowest of lowest hanging fruit. It's a coin flip. I the feel thing ba- about the Wild is they're such a big dog, and they're on the road against a good team. I I like OKC laying the points. The even if it's an alt line fourteen and a half, or I like the double double with Holmgren. I get your vote in. Here's here's gotta, the problem with the double double, and I love Chet. If the yeah. Thunder blow them out, I know yeah, he'll be sitting in the fourth quarter. Sitting. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good like, point. But if they get to the blowout, he's a big part of the blowout. <clears throat> is the way I look at it. Maybe, maybe you don't. Not if he plays twenty five minutes or so. You know. So you don't love that play. It, it, may, it makes a great. He, Drab made a great point. I'm I'm voting for Josh's OKC. I like OKC I like as OKC. well. Minus fifteen and a half. That's two votes for OKC. I really, like I like it too. It's three. I think they're going to so win by my, my vote doesn't even Where's matter? the third? Jason likes it. I like it. it. I like oh, it. I he was hedging. Well, he I do. I like the Holmgren, but if you guys don't like the Holmgren, then oh, I, I, thought, like, oh, okay. I like OKC. I right. actually like I like the Chet Holmgren bit. I like the double-double. Well, that, that makes Mike Marr's vote irrelevant because it's 3-1-1. Yeah, yeah but I want I want, I got to get Marr on record. I mean, Chet Holmgren's a lock. He's had a, a double-double in four of his last five games. Kind of vibing on that one. Oh. It's a 3-2-1. <laughs> yeah. All right, bottom line is we're going to go my with vote. Josh and Upper Marr. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll change my vote to Chet. Well, now it's 2-2-1-1. Two, two, one, no, one. now it's 3 against yeah, it's two. 2. It's 3 they, against it's 2. Three. It's 3. You know what? We, have, we need an odd number of dogs. We have too many. Oh, okay. It's 3 for Chet. Here. Yeah, now yes. it's the double-double. It's on Chet. All right. We're going Chet, Chet Holmgren double-double. Oh. Ryan, we're going with your play. You better deliver. All right. Or you're banned for a week. <laughs> According to D. Wood's new rule. Yeah, but we're going to let uh, D. Wood run that. What were the <laughs> odds on Chet double-double? I think it was plus one 174. Wow. So it was plus 174, but it is coming down plus 165 now, so... You know what? I'm going to tail that pick, too. That's going to be one of my personal plays. Get that thing in, <laughs> Valdez. I'll get it in. Don't worry. That is our $10 to 10K play of the week. We're rolling with Ryan. Chet Holmgren double-double tonight against the Wizards. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Chunky's on 106 of the fan and the team 980 in the DMV. 910 the fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond. Real quick, just uh, kind of recapping that that play, the ten bucks for ten k. Mm-hmm. We are going with Holmgren, the double double, plus one seventy. Um, I did like Oak City laying the points, and then Drab came in and said, you know, and the NBA when you're betting on favorites, it's a little bit dicey. Happens all the time. Sometimes NBA teams just decide not to play. But Oak City is number two in the league in covering. 
That's or, pretty good. Orlando's one, Oak City's two. They've they've covered sixty three percent of their games. So, and Washington's less than fifty percent. So I did like that, but I understand the NBA betting on the NBA is crazy. So I still do like the the Holmgren play. I think Oak City's going to roll them. They're going <laughs> to score like twenty. They're going to score about one hundred twenty seven. Sure. And they're going to roll. So hopefully Holmgren gets in on it. Yes. Right. Probably just need, just need ten and ten. It's all we need. <clears throat> right. Not getting greedy. I don't need a, a joker triple double. Just give us twelve points and ten rebounds. Right. Boom, we win. Uh-huh. I got you. And we advance. Survive and advance. That's what it's all about. If, get to the next week. If we lose next week, do we then restart? <laughs> yes, yes, we start yeah. over. Uh-huh. Yeah, reset the clock. Okay. Yeah, that's the way you do it. What would our other option be? We're gonna quit. We could stop gambling. Well, we quit the weekend parlay. <laughs> no, we're going to continue gambling. That's what well, we quit. I know. We just do. come up with a new bit. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do it. Okay, we'll re. We'll no, no. We'll the new bit sports be, gambling makes the world go round. Correct. The new bit would be let's turn ten dollars into a hundred thousand dollars. That's the next logical progression, I would think. Well, do you think if we made it to ten k, anybody would argue to keep going? I don't know. No. If we get to We're 10K, definitely we cashing chop, out. Yeah, we cash out and we chop it up. Chop, chop. Right? I mean, is anybody really going to keep, Let's keep just, But basically, we're crowdsourcing, Let's right? Let's just win this week. And what yeah. if we are crowdsourcing, and via crowdsourcing, we're actually getting really good plays. Right. So we we keep doubling up, doubling up, doubling up, doubling up. Why would we quit? Because I mean, now you're getting greedy, JP. <laughs> because it's impossible I mean, to win that many in a row. We're just at $20 right now. Let's, yeah. let's, let's get to the 10 k and then when we get win to the 10 then we can, we can deal with that. Yeah. Just asking the question. Yeah. No, but you're not going to – this is – Holmgren plays a good 35 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes, and then, you know, he's going to get more than 10 points or has, at least 10 points. Has he had injury issues this year? I know he had the banged up foot last year. I don't year. think so. It's been pretty durable. Because uh, I was grilling, I was killing Anthony Davis for a prop, and now I'm just you know chalking up a double double for Chet. I mean, I think he's played in most of the games. Okay, good. If not all. Good clean bill of health. We did find out though that Mike Marr was spreading misinformation. Yeah, yeah. He looked at the wrong Kyle. He looked at January when he said Holmgren. Had double doubles in four oh, of his last my. five. I'm sorry about that, guys. The, the zins are frying. Jan- your brain in January, you were correct. Four <laughs> of his last five in January, but in February, he's only had two of eight double doubles. Mm. Now I'm not as boisterous about the <laughs> oh, it's fine. about the pick. It's fine. So the New York Post has this article about nine to fives. Yeah, I haven't had a nine to five since. Let's you see. were 24? Math. Probably less than that before I went 20, to law school. 22? So, yeah, 21, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 1993. Thank God I've never had a 9 to 5. <laughs> 93 and 94. Never in my would life. Would be by two years. And I never won a 9 to 5. <laughs> when I worked for a mortgage company. So, what is, what is the paper saying? Well, I guess more and more younger people, millennials, Gen Zers, are complaining mm-hmm. about the traditional 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. And... That is spreading to social media, which, of course, is what people in Gen Z and millennials do. (laughs) One recent survey said 58% believe the workers or that these people are not prepared for the workforce. They're just not ready for nine to fives. And maybe it's because there's more options. 
Uh, more people are working from home, living at home. Do you think the nine to five is dead? Hmm. Well, all I know is all I know is even in this I, office when I go home, you can't you know, say I leave here at ten fifteen or ten thirty. Yeah, right? and I get I go on sixty six or you know around one ten to, to the toll road. Yeah, and I go underneath the Beltway. There are five million cars yeah. on the Beltway. <laughs> So they're not working nine to fives. I mean, right. they're in their car. There's a lot of commuting so, going on in odd hours. There's a lot of commuting, yeah. commuting going on. I mean, so they're not going to an office right. or sitting at home for eight hours and working. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. So maybe the nine to fiver is dead. I'll tell you what. I mean, I think the full time in the office is dead. I think most companies. Seemingly, yeah. I think most companies are going to give it's you a, lot of remote a couple work. of days, yeah. at least a couple of days sure. a week for remote, but. Nine to fives? Yeah, I don't see that. But not with all the cars on the road at noon. No. I actually saw this study. I think it was Europe. I, I, I don't think this would work for us. Okay. Where they were. So let's say the company gave away or had four weeks of vacation. Right. Traditionally. Mm-hmm. They actually decided to let their workers. They were entitled to take as much vacation as they wanted. Unlimited, mm-hmm. if they wanted. It was an, an experiment. Let's see what happens. And what happened was somewhat stunning to these companies. I think it was several companies. They actually had better More production. production. <laughs> like their production level went up 40%. And here's the kicker. The people didn't take more vacation. Mm. They used basically the exact same number of days off. They're stupid. I hope, honestly, better not try that because right. I'm looking at three day weekends. I'm at a guy, and I'm a guy who would probably test the boundaries. Three day weekends every <laughs> single week. A lot of three and four day weekends. No, but it, it does always baffle me when I'm on, you know, a major road in the area, Beltway, Toll Road, sixty six, whatever, midweek. You know, at noon, 11, yeah. 12, 1 o'clock, and how many cars are on the road at that time? Trust me, I think the same thing when I'm stuck in gridlock on the B Dub Parkway. Yeah. And it's just like, where where are all the people going at 11 yeah. o'clock? Yeah, why, why aren't they working somewhere? <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite get and it. And you know what? They're probably asking the same about me because I'm on be. the road. They very well may be. Mm-hmm. Could be the case. But it just it baffles me how many cars are on the road all the time. Right. I just need smooth We're sailing. blessed. The bottom line is for 27 years, yes, we have worked. We, are. Um, we worked at nights mm-hmm. for five plus years where we could sleep in until like 11. And now we work in the mornings where we can take. Yesterday, I took one of those massive like two and a half hour naps. Yeah, like a Stromer nap. Mm-hmm. Good for Stromer. Took a, he, he took a quality two-hour nap, scored a goal. Now it was disallowed yep. because of an offside call. But, but they that's, won. Pro- that's proof right there. Naps work, and I guarantee you performance. And I guarantee you, he wasn't the only cap who took a nap. Oh, they probably all took the, naps. the Washington naps. The Washington <laughs> sure naps. They all, they all take naps. Hey, if they win again, there. if they beat Florida, because yeah. you know they're going to take a nap before the Florida game. One hundred percent. That's going to be their name next. The week. Washington naps. Yeah. Love it. Just keep napping. L- I love the naps. As long they, as they get dubs, I need. I need. Uh, that's those what I mean. Too. They got to win. But as a professional athlete, <clears throat> the naps I think are somewhat necessary because they're. Constantly flying in right. late hours, checking into hotels sure. at two in the morning. Yes. Correct. They need them. I never understood the whole morning skate, morning shoot around, and then time off. But that's kind of the tradition of all these teams. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't make the schedules. I just I just want the caps to, the naps to stay out of heater. Just keep winning there games. There might be some teams that don't do that. We don't, we have no idea. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know, know if every NHL team has the morning skate. Not sure. Anyway, none of us has worked <laughs> 9 to 5 in at least 27 years. That is correct. Now, Drab kind of does because he has to stay after because he's been promoted to assistant program director. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a nine to five. You have to stick around a little bit longer. Valdez has like a ridiculously early. He's here super early. It's just, it's just not we don't have traditional jobs. Right, we probably yeah. work the same hours as people, but our the hours are different in terms of nine to five. Right. Yeah. But in this building where our station is. Nobody's really working nine to five Monday through Friday. Not the sales here. staff, they're not here half the days, right? They're only here Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's nobody back there today. <laughs> on a Friday? Sometimes Sam will come in on a Friday. He's the only guy of Sam Weiner will come right. in on a Friday. But for the most part, on Fridays, there's nobody back there. You want to chime in? 800 636 1067 is the number. We're the junkies coming right back. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go wherever you may be. Download that Odyssey app if you haven't already. It's great. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber? Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. Shout out once again to my guy Milan from Serbia who came over last night to fix a leak, a pinhole leak Mm. in a copper pipe that did some water damage. So over the weekend, we're going to have to replace a wall Mm. and a little bit of a ceiling, Mm. doing some repair. So cha-ching for me. That's where you have to, yeah. You have but to Crop it. Metcalf saved the day because it could have been a whole lot worse. Of course they do. It didn't, you know, completely envelop my basement. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you have that leak and then it hits the carpet, mm-hmm. which we have carpet in the basement, that would be pummeled. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of was confined to a small area. What, would the home insurance cover the costs of whatever replacements? I'm not sure. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I'm sure they would. So you I, might have, I, will, I don't know what your deductible is. I'll call my home insurance. I've never even done that before. So I've never uh, had a, that's what you have it for. I guess so. Yeah. But you know. Might save uh, you a couple thousand. Who knows? But here's one little problem. Mm-hmm. We have a hookup with crop, right? Uh-huh. So I probably won't get a bill from crop, thankfully. Okay. So I can't present that bill to the home insurance. But I guess for the drywall for the, work. Yeah, exactly. For okay. whatever you have to do that crop won't. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, it's definitely worth a call. Mm-hmm. This person will never hang one sheet of drywall. Not <laughs> his whole entire life. No. It's just, well, it's, I'm not cut out to do such, such a job. I'm unqualified. But I'll tell you why it'll cost me more is because once my guy Christian comes over family friend contractor, mm-hmm. my wife says, oh, well, Christian, since you're going to come over and do this, what about replacing this door? What about hanging some curtains here? Right. So that's where I won't yeah, be able to go to the home insurance company. You can't yeah. do all there these you things. You're better at it. Why don't you do it? So we spent some time talking about the commander's quarterback situation. <clears throat> I think the three of us here believe they're going to draft a quarterback at number two. 
Yes. Those are the odds. Absolutely. Um, That's what they should do at number two. I, I, I think not, we don't know. I think that we probably would bet on Sam Howell staying here because he's under contract. But there are more and more rumors about Sam Howell. It'll be interesting to see what Adam Peters chooses to do. Connor Hughes, who covers the New York Jets for SNY in New York, he believes that the Jets are interested in potentially trading for Sam Howell. Hmm. He says, I love the idea of the Jets trading for him. The commanders could easily keep him as the backup. It's not like this is a Sam Darnold, Justin Fields situation. He said he would prioritize, though, him over anyone else. How proved that he can play. He then writes, there are flaws to his game, but none where the season is lost if he has to play. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's saying that he's cheaper than what they have right now as their backup. Right, because the Jets, says, they, have, they have Aaron yeah. Rodgers on the roster. But he's not going to play forever. And they're, they're clearly and they, over they, Zach Wilson. Yeah, they want to get rid of so Zach Wilson. They would Wilson. like to have a young developmental quarterback on their roster that doesn't cost a lot of money. So I could see where he's attractive to them from that perspective. Yeah, you're right. Tal would have a cap hit under a million dollars each of the next two years. That matters to Woody Johnson and the Jets. There are those in the Jets building who believe he can play too. Two years, maybe learning behind Rodgers, unlocks his potential, and he ends up being his replacement. What was Zach Wilson's contract? Number two pick. Must have been pretty big. Had to be pretty substantial. Is he in the final year of that? if, If Adam Peters gets a deal that he likes... I'm fine with him moving on from Sam Howell. Man, the Howlers want, would be so bitter. Do you want bitter. two young quarterbacks that are 23 and 22 years old in your quarterback room? Don't you want a guy who has more experience? And, you know, I'm looking at the, the free agent quarterbacks that are going to be available. Like, mm-hmm. I I think the commanders could live with a Tyrod Taylor or a Gardner Minshew type. A more of a pair. vet. Yeah, like a, a vet to pair with whoever you draft at number two. I could see like, that. Like, what would you get for for Sam Howell? That's the question. I mean, what what do you want? I mean, what are you going to get but for a backup do you quarterback? Want, like to pull the trigger <clears throat> to trade away Sam Howell? What do you need? I GM think, cakes. I think if you get equal value for where he was drafted, a fifth I think, rounder. I think that's a win. I would trade. Hasn't would, he proven a little bit more? I think you need more than a fifth rounder. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. If you want to chime in, call us on the MGM National Harbor Listener lines. He was a fifth-round pick, mm-hmm. or as EB would say, a fourth-rounder because <laughs> right. he was at the top of the fifth round. I mean, maybe if you're But Peters, he's, he's, he's started. He has. He had 21 touchdowns last year. But I know he had 21 picks. Like, that's better, in my mind, than a fifth-round quarterback. Like, maybe by a round. Like, maybe you could negotiate for a fourth-rounder. Like, there's no world. There, you, could, you could visit a thousand worlds, and there's not one of them where you, you're going to get, like, a third-round pick. For Sam Howell, I don't know. I'd you be, can make. I'd the, be you, stunned if that happened. You can make the selling point is that it's not necessarily uh, Howell's skill uh, that you're selling. You're selling his contract too. So his contract and Absolutely. his potential the con- upside. The, the contract has almost has just as much, if not more, value than Sam himself. True. But what does it have? Two years left on the rookie deal because as opposed as opposed to spending what you're going to for okay. so, Zach Wilson. But I I just I still think even with all of those benefits, like. Adam Peters would be hard pressed to get more than a fourth rounder in exchange for Sam. Yeah, because you're because you're only getting a you're getting a backup, right? So like, like, I don't 
I don't think he's as desirable well, as way. a lot of people think. Whatever you're getting, you're getting a late round pick. Right. You're not going to get a mid round pick. You're not getting. A, I don't think you're getting a fourth. You're definitely not getting a third. All right. Let's go to the phones. You want to chime in? Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Should the commander shop Howell, and what's it going to take to move him? Yeah, I'm just looking at, before we hit the, the calls, I'm looking at some of the other quarterbacks that are available. Jacoby Brissett is going to get a nice deal, I would think, from somebody. Yeah. Probably not the commanders. Mitchell Trubisky's out there. Don't want him. Marcus Mariota is available. Don't want him. Sam Darnold. Drew Locke is the a same quarterback. Out there the same guys, year. yeah. Tyler Huntley. It's a little intriguing, Tyler Huntley. Though he's limited as a passer. Pro bowler. He is a pro bowler because nine people now, turned May, down the pro bowl invite. Now, if they did draft May, May and Howe did play together for his season at Carolina. So right. they, they do know each other. So I don't know if that would help Drake May and just kind of get more comfortable to mm-hmm. the NFL life. But, um, you know, you're looking for a backup quarterback. Right. Just like the Jets are looking for a backup yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but but the Jets' need for a backup quarterback is uh, it might be higher than the commander's need for a backup quarterback. Considering uh, what they went through last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. They might put a more of an emphasis with a 40-year-old quarterback who just tore his Achilles yeah. as opposed to a team that's drafting a possibly drafting a quarterback. The need the need for the Jets is much high, is much greater than the need for the Commanders. And I think that's something that Peters can should, should definitely take advantage right. of. He should exploit if, that. If the yeah. if the Jets are in love with Sam to be their backup. Be honest with you, the backup in in, in New York would probably play more likely than the backup in Washington. That's probably true. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, what, 40 years old at this point? Yeah. Coming, coming off, off a major of... injury? Yeah, there's a good chance that whoever the backup yeah, is there is going to get pressed into action. And they clearly aren't going to bring back Zach Wilson as the backup. No. No. And, we and, his, and his contract was pretty damn big. Would you want Would you want Zach Wilson as the backup here? No. Probably not. No. I'd want a more I'd want a more veteran quarterback. Some of the guys you mentioned, the Minshews and the Brissettes, those type of guys. Carson Wentz available. No, he ain't going back. <laughs> out on the market. As is Evie's other uh, quarterback love affair, Kyle Allen, who's seemingly mm. always out of the market. All right, eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. What do you see the Commanders potentially doing with Sam Howell? Do you think he stays here as the backup? Is That's he what trade I think. Bait? Is he trade fodder? Where do you think? The commanders go from here. I uh, think he's going to stay. He's cheap. I don't see them moving him. Yeah, I, I, I think Peters is going to look at that room and say, I, I need some more. I need more experience mm-hmm. than just the most recent 17-game experiment with Sam Howell. Yeah, you might be I right. think he's going to want an older, more veteran hand to guide uh, quarterback X, whoever yeah. that's going to be. And look, could that with, be the third quarterback? With all the injuries that you have? Mm-hmm. All the injuries that the quarterbacks have. Yeah. Just look at how many quarterbacks played look, this year. Also, I've, there's a good chance that whoever they draft is either going to get injured or he's not going to be good at certain points of the season. So you're going to need to play the quarterback. Also, the commanders, at some point, they're going to get out of the limbo and the hell that is known as always having to have three quarterbacks in your room because quarterback never works out. Like, eventually, you don't want to burn a third quarterback roster spot. You want to have your entrenched starter and your capable backup. 
Yeah. Hey, maybe David Blau's your emergency because he's the assistant quarterbacks coach. You know what? And I believe he's 28. It's not the wackiest plan I've ever heard. Now, he's not very good. I mean, that's the reason why he's <laughs> right. coaching now instead of actually playing. But, look, he's, he's a smart guy. I mean, Kingsbury said he digested his playbook faster than anybody that he's ever been with. So Who's going to know the system better? Right. But, I mean, if you're... If you're trotting out David Blau, player coach, then things have really gone sideways. I'm just saying as an emergency. As an emergency. Something like hockey teams, don't they have emergency goalies? Yes. It's one of the great the, the great traditions in sports where they have to pull a guy out of the stands to come in and suit up and, and play in the NHL. Uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jaime in Manassas. He may be a howler. What's up, Jaime? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for taking my call. Yep. Hey, I, I, I don't understand what is the need to trade uh, Sam Howell to get a four-rounder or a fifth-rounder. Keep him in the team uh, as a ba- inexpensive backup. Build the offensive line, right? Start him for the first 10 games. Even even Pat Mahomes sit down for 10 games. Uh, Alex Smith was uh, the quarterback, uh, the starting quarterback, and then they switched to him. How many years are Aaron Rodgers sit, sit with the Brigham Bay Packers? So I don't think there's a need to play the rookie right away. Build a defensive line, play San, San Howell at least for the first 10, 15, 10, 11 games and see how he how he can do with a very good offensive line. If he start playing better and, and, and uh, going over the curve, learning the curve and playing better, then all of a sudden you have a, a, a more attractable trade ship. And then you switch to 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 your rookie uh, a running a quarterback. I mean, but, I love you, but I absolutely hate your plan. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. It's just a long game play. <laughs> I just wouldn't be set in stone either way. Like it's it seems to have worked for Jordan Love, right? Mm-hmm. Where he sat for a couple seasons and yep. now he looks really really good. He brought up a couple of what I would say are outliers because C.J. Stroud was thrown into the fire. Uh, was thrown into the fire this season mm-hmm. right off the no, bat he was very and good, yes. performed very well. And then you can go old school. Peyton Manning, maybe he led the league in interceptions as a rookie, mm-hmm. but that experience paid off because then he became silly. And a lot of guys start and maybe struggle early, and you just live with the struggles because they're gaining experience. I just think it's it's based on the way the league is now. 78 quarterbacks threw balls in games last year. Right. 78. That's more than the year before. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's a record. Has to be. Yeah, I there think, were some teams that used. Because I, mean, I think last year was wasn't a record. Joe Flacco the fourth or yeah. fifth quarterback the Browns I turned think, to? I think, I think he, he might was have the been fourth. The, it's either fourth or fifth. But my point is, chances are you're going to play your backup quarterback. Right. So whoever you have here, whether it's Haller or you bring back Brissett or you go out and get someone else, chances are, especially with a rookie, He's going to play. So you got to have a pretty good one. Yeah, I I would probably be for keeping Sam Howell. He's cheap. He can play. Mm-hmm. You don't want him to play. I want my rookie to get all the snaps. But if my rookie gets hurt, whether it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels, then you slide in Sam Howell. Yep, I agree. I don't need to have an older guy. I want him to, he can give you similar results to Gardner Minshew. I would like Adam Peters to flip Sam Howell for a fourth rounder and then go find like the next George Kittle with the, the fourth round pick. Right. Work, work that sort you're, of match. You're or, grasping or your at Fred, a fourth Like Fred Warner. Like those yeah. are the, the ranges where those guys were picked. Yeah. Kittle was a fifth rounder. I think Warner was a fourth. 
I'm not sure exactly Tip where he's Warner might have been a, was th- he a, f- made a fourth or a fifth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, Greenlaw was a deep. That's what pick I want. Too. That's yeah. what I want him to do. Earlier in the show, we did not get a winner in the morning matchup for box score breakdown. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for your chance to win Luke Bryan tickets. He's going to be appearing at Chiffy Lube Live. That's coming up at nine twenty-five. Plus, we'll open up the entertainment page. Don't go anywhere. All right, we said we're going to give you a chance to win tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Chiffy Lube Live at nine twenty-five. Caller number ten. Just call in now at 800-636-1067. You'll get tickets to go see Luke Bryan. Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024 comes to Jiffy Lube Live on Saturday, June 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. That is courtesy of Live Nation. Mm. At 945, we'll give you a chance to win Tickets to go see Santana and Counting Crows, so stay tuned for that at 945. But right now, time for the entertainment page, which is driven by BMW of Fairfax. Electric vehicles are all the rage, and Mike Walker is doubling down by doubling EV credit. If the rebate's 7500 that means $15,000 in savings. If it's 9900 well, just Mike, he said... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just Just ask Mike. He'll round it up to 20K. (laughs) I'm I'm confused. (laughs) More at BMWofFairfax.com. All right, your lead EP story has a Washington Nationals tie-in, Jason Bishop. Okay. Baseball Cakes leading the EP. Netflix is announcing a Montreal Expos documentary about the team's departure from the city per a Wednesday release. Netflix's release says... Is it called C'est La Vie? Mm, I, don't, I don't have a title here. I don't think there's a title for it yet. Uh, but Netflix says the doc will explore the setbacks that led to the departure of Quebec's beloved Expos from Montreal and how it continues to spark debate 20 years later. Yeah, there you go, 2004. So if you're a big Expos guy, you loved uh, Tim Raines and Andre Dawson and... Hold on. Gary Carter. Gary Carter. Uh, Levon Hernandez, I believe, pitched for the Expos and then came here and pitched for the Nats. For some reason, Delino DeShields pops in. Delino DeShields, yeah. another Expo. Delino DeShields from where, Jason? Go. Delino DeShields is from. Salisbury. No, no he's wrong. from uh, Delaware. Yes, I believe Seaford, Delaware. Seaford, Delaware. I think yeah. that's correct. Not too far from, from far Ocean away. City. Not that far. So mm-hmm. if you're a big Expos Nats fan, you might be interested by that documentary coming to Netflix. Has anybody watched the TBD. Bills documentary? That's on Netflix right now. The answer is <laughs> no. Negative. It's yet. I'm going to go with no there. I have a list Might be called me. something like Four Seasons in Buffalo. I'll watch Zero Seasons in Buffalo. Um, you should watch Dynasty, though. Maybe I will. But I'm busy watching my son recommended Fargo. I know I'm late to that party on Hulu. Not the movie. I've seen the movie 20 times. Which season the are you series. watching? Mm. I'm starting from the beginning. Starting with the OG with Billy Bob Thornton. I think It's very good. I think, very well done. I think the seasons are almost individual. It's almost think, like True Detective. I think you're right. I think you're right. I so, watched maybe two seasons. I think there have been like five or six. I, I think they're on season five now with John Hamm. What year did the film come out? Let's see. Fargo? Ooh, Fargo, I'm going to guess feels like came out it's old um 2001 i'm guessing i'm gonna say 2004 no, no. earlier than that 
1996. Nice. I was wow. going to say 94. Dating yeah. back in the mid-90s? Yeah. Wait, oh, where's time going? 96. Get your, get your tombstones ready, everybody. May of 96. Um, I have the most confusing film endings ranked from 10 to 1. We can go through them with the quickness. Oh, is match point number one? <laughs> I know. That's number one on JP's personal that's a, list. That's a great movie. It's a really good movie. <laughs> I can't even remember what happened in that movie anyway. <laughs> you can't remember what happened? He, I just remember his attempt. He, he has player. the affair. He, and mur- then... he murders ScarJo. Yep. Because she, she gets pregnant. She gets preggers, and he, you know, he can't have that. Murders her, and then, then at the end... He throws the, the, the wedding ring and it hits it hits the bridge. Yeah. Did it go over? I can't remember. Did it go over into the the water? It like teetered on the edge of the bridge and I think it fell into the water, but I'm not sure. It's so long ago. Maybe I'll put it on my list too. But this list has ten movies. All right. Starting at ten, there's a tie between Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, the sequel to the original Knives Out, and somehow they tied it with the ending to The Shining. How's what, that confusing? What was so confusing about the ending to The Shining? He's chasing his kid through the maze in and a blizzard. He freezes to death. He right? freezes <laughs> to death outside. That's it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, Looks right? like he worked for Sala. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Salal. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah, you botched it a little bit, but I knew where you were going with that. Like a bunch of Alaskan miners. These <laughs> yeah. guys were they were so, the scientists. These guys were so cold. This is the coldest. All right, so that's number ten. That's a tie. Out, it's a weird tie. Number nine, Fight Club. Can't remember. You know, the problem with this is he has, a, he, has a, he's, he has a split personality. Tyler oh, Durden so. is the other dude. Oh, but how's that okay. confusing? I guess it's when, not. Yeah, it's not that confusing. <laughs> um, I haven't seen this movie, even though every five years Kevin McCarthy implores me to watch it. Memento, which came out in two thousand. Uh, well, that that does that's a, backwards. That's backwards. It's a, it's a weird backwards. Was goes guy, backwards guy, and forward, and then was, backwards and what was forward. The actor's name. Oh, I know. You got really skinny for it. Pierce. Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce. Guy Pierce, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's... I remember liking that one. That's at number eight. <laughs> I'll never see that. Uh, the, a recent... Two recent... Well, one recent movie at number seven, Barbie. I just no, saw didn't that. See didn't it. see it. Don't remember how it ended. I can't tell you. <laughs> it was so confusing to you. I mean, I guess. Um, I thought this movie's a snoozer. My yeah. son loves it. We have a real disconnect here. Interstellar is at number Did, six didn't on the see list. It. Well, there's a lot, loves it. They're he, moving a lot between different t- timelines, right? Yeah. So and doesn't he return? And his yes. kids are all grown up. Yes. But he's like the same age. Yeah, and it's, it, he's you know doing what? Morse code through books. All that movie's doing is going to manipulate my emotions. Going to make me want to cry. No, thank you. All right. Uh, at number five, Oppenheimer. Saw that. I don't remember how it ended. These <laughs> 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 are all confusing. Three to and me. a half hours. It's long. Yeah. I can't believe Kevin has seen it in theaters like 13 or 14 times. He loves times. it. It's his favorite I keep movie seeing ever. On Apple, on Apple TV, um, Killers of the Flower Moon is available, yeah. and I just can't. Apple. Click, you know, I, don't, don't do not it. No? Don't do it. Isn't it's bad. It, isn't it almost four hours? Yeah, it's almost four hours. My dad wanted to do a, a movie night with, uh, with us. Some he, father-son bonding? And, well, just family time. Right. And it was the longest family time <laughs> in the world. Not to mention with his uh, bladder, he had to... Go go pee every oh, thirty yeah, minutes. Lots of pauses. Yeah. Okay, so you don't remember how Oppenheimer ends? Remember, it's like back and forth the whole movie, black and white. I remember in a them court like room. a lot of courtrooms. Iron Man gets bitter that uh, Oppenheimer <laughs> said something to Albert Einstein, <laughs> and he whispered in his ear. He didn't know what he said. Okay. Yeah, I've I've already forgotten it. Yeah. 
I mean, this this it seems more, like it seems like people can't grasp uh, time hopping movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, here's another one, and I turned this movie off five minutes in. Inception. That's I, I never I, finished Inception. Inception. Finished. Is it is it the dreidel spinning at the end or the top? If you, if you say so, I don't even know the reference. Is that DiCaprio? Yes. I didn't. You see guys that. just miss massive movies yeah, all the time. I didn't see it. <laughs> Saw five minutes of it. I watched more than five minutes, and it just, I never got through it. It kept putting me to sleep. Here are your top three confusing endings. Confusing segment. Right. <laughs> confused I brains. Uh, American Psycho with Christian Bale. A great I've movie. I've seen it. Uh, I uh, don't remember how it he, ends. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, everyone thinks Patrick Bateman is the other dude that went out of town because they're all, because all of the Wall Street dudes are all the same. Oh, okay. All right. I don't remember that. Uh, you don't remember that? If no. you say so, they, I'll no, take they, your word for it. Everyone said they saw him at, uh, oh, what's the name of the the, the restaurant? Uh, like Darcy's. Dorcia. Or, Dor- or- Dor- Dorcia. <laughs> yeah. I saw Patrick See, Bateman I at that. Dorcia. I remember that, and he was obsessed with his business cards. Yeah. He had to have the best business card of all the other yeah, Wall-, Wall Street dorks. Yeah. Uh, your top two, <laughs> No Country for Old Men. Good movie. I remember how the dude kills people. I don't remember the ending. Does well, anybody, the ending, anybody? Yeah, the ending is, I can't remember the actor who plays the killer, but he gets into the car accident. Javier Bardem. Bardem, Bardem yeah. gets in the car accident and he walks away. Remember the kids? <laughs> he walks away no. from the from the accident. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you remember the ending. And So is this, that the, what's confusing would, is because he just wasn't caught? Maybe because there's subject maybe. to interpretation. Yeah. You should maybe. walk away from this story. Well, <laughs> let me just say. That's a great movie, the, by the way. The number one movie on this list not only is the ending confusing, the beginning and the middle are also confusing to me, at least. Shutter Island, <laughs> starring Leo, Leo, Leo DiCaprio. Is a All right, what are you, you, know, what are you not confusing about Shutter yeah. Island? I just, I, everything confused me from what I remember about it. And again, mm. this is from 2010. I haven't seen the movie in 14 years. Thanks might be a simpleton. <laughs> <laughs> My brain... Remembers certain things. He wasn't a, Leo DiCaprio. wasn't a detective. He was, was. He was. He was, was a patient. He was in the same asylum. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing. They were doing an exercise. They were doing an exercise. It was all fake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it is number one on the list. <laughs> yes. Directly, I'm the only one confused by it. I realize I just don't remember plot lines or anything about movies. This is. I watch them and then they're segue. forgotten. You know who's. Def- who definitely doesn't remember anything on these movies lists? Wendy Williams. <laughs> She's got frontotemporal dementia and aphasia, Oof. which is a horrible story. That's terrible. Who else has aphasia? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. So the news came a day after People Magazine ran a story saying when- Wendy is living in a facility under the control of a court-appointed guardian. The family has been shut out of her life. Lifetime is airing a two-night docu-series called where is Wendy Williams starting tomorrow night? Uh, on the show, Wendy's son said that doctors have linked her health issues to alcoholism. So that's that's a scary story for Wendy Williams. And sorry I made light of it, but I say she's not going to remember any remember. of these movie endings, beginnings, or middles. So Wendy Williams has been, I've just known her maybe in the last decade, as a talk show host, right? Yes. For some reason, this name popped in my head, if I'm even recalling the right name, and I wonder if he's dead or alive. All right. I love dead or alive. He used to be a talk show host. Okay. I think it was Montel Williams. Montel Williams is so alive. alive. He's the most alive person out there. Yeah. He has MS, and I believe he's dealing with that, but he is 
100% a lie. Is that what you were thinking? Because he yeah. had MS? Yeah. I didn't know he had MS. I thought oh. you were going to break out an old school name like Morton Downey Jr. No, he's <laughs> He's dead. definitely dead. How old is Montel Williams? Montel Williams, I'm going to give you his age, and then I'm going to guess where he's from. Montel Williams is, Ooh. I'm going to say 69 years old. Close. And he's from he's from San Antonio, Texas. No. How about he's he went from to, Charm City? He went to Andover High School in Baltimore. Okay. Where did he go to college, Cakes? It is a oh. service academy. Yeah. Uh, he went to West Point. No. <laughs> when you go with Navy, he's uh, in Baltimore. <laughs> you don't have to go to Navy just because you're in Baltimore. I didn't realize he was from Baltimore. Is, but he is 67, so was, okay. you were close on that. Pretty is, close. Is fellow daytime talk show host Phil Donahue still alive? Donahue. Donahue, yeah. <laughs> what, what yes. Donahue. Yeah. Donahue. Yes. Uh, Phil Donahue, I'm going to say. I think yes, he's Married alive. to Margot Thomas. I think he's dead. No, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm gonna say alive. Merv Griffin's definitely dead. Yes. Phil Donahue. Dead. Phil Donahue is 88, still alive. Oh. Give me another old talk show. And he's host. from, oh, you know where he went to school? Notre Dame. Hmm. Um, they're going to be too easy, probably. The The popular talk show hosts of that time were people like Ricky Lake has to be alive. Alive. <clears throat> Jenny Jones. Alive. Dead. Alive. Didn't she have a cancer scare? she make it through it? To put her on dead, Drab. Jerry Springer. Springer dead. So dead. The deadest. Big time dead. <laughs> the Jenny you don't Jones even need to look show. up Jerry Springer. I know he's I know. Dead. I'm looking up Jenny Jones. Yeah. She's alive. 77, still alive. There's a million Jenny Jones apparently in the world. <laughs> Who knew? Had no idea. All right. Going to give away some Santana County Crows tickets coming up at 945. Keep it here, but let me tell you about... PVI. Actually, Cakes will tell you yes, about PVI. I'm tell you. I, I have... don't know why he put it over here. <laughs> I've got the read. You can, your guys are all over the place. Then hand, just hand it I've to him. It. Look, I've got it right here. I'm going to do it right here. I'm a professional. It's your pal Cakes. Hand it a to radio him. professional. Are you looking for the best seat in the house or your office? It's time to ditch your beat-up chair for a new one before you're riding the bench with a back injury. Look no further than PVI Office Furniture. They're in Frederick, Maryland. PVI has an enormous selection of furniture. Check it out today. Their showroom is on Monroe Avenue in Frederick. At PVI, you can expect triple-play service that's fast, affordable, and customer-focused, too. Hit a home run with PVI. Visit PVIPVI.com. That's PVIPVI.com. Business grows with PVI. All right, we said we were going to give you a chance to win the tickets to go see Santana and Counting Crows at Jiffy Lube Live. At 9.45, we'll call in now. Caller number 10, we will hook you up with the tickets. 800-636-1067. I hope that Counting Crows... They're appearing at Jiffy Lube Live. I hope they play Omaha during their set. Of course they will. It's a great song. It's fantastic. Now it's Omaha. It's kind of dreary. What's the line? Omaha, somewhere so, in middle America. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's to- a great tune. Now it's... It's I not, was thinking you like it because of Pot Limit Omaha and you're so into I'm not poker. a big Pot Limit Omaha guy. I barely know how to play. I can barely play No Limit Hold'em. So, By the way, how, how long your, did you play yesterday? Yeah. I played until about 4.30. And then I got bounced so out what, of the time with the traffic to come home. 11 to 4.30? 11 till 4.30. What did you do in terms of driving home? Like if you, 4.30 is probably the, worst, the worst time, time to leave yeah. 
MGM National Arbor to go back to old me. Have, I'm going to guess how long. I have, I have a room because my right. man Adam hooked me, but I was like, I'm going to go home and spend time with my wife and not make her a full-blown poker widow because I'm going to be at MGM today. tonight. Today or and tonight, then yeah. tomorrow night for the Cakes Classic. Come out for that, 4 p.m. Will she come Start and cheer time. you on? Come and cheer me on. <laughs> it, maybe if I made the final table of the main event, which is Monday. Okay, so. Then maybe that would happen. I'm guessing, you, so you you drove home in the teeth of I traffic? Drove home. Yeah. Hour and a half? Uh, about an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Not too bad. Not That's too bad. Not bad. But today, going back, back to MGM, main event, starting at 11 a.m., so hopefully there's a deep run there, and then the Cakes Classic tomorrow. Why is the Cakes Classic on a Saturday? It's an add-on to the the uh, Potomac Winter Poker oh, Open Series. It's gotcha. ongoing right now at MGM. Now, how National did you get Harbor. bounced from the tournament yesterday? Well, the same way I got bounced out of the first event I played in, I got my short stack in with Ace-10, and the guy said, oh, you have Ace-10? Ace-10 suited? Ace-10 suited the second time. Yesterday mm-hmm. was suited. Spades. Right. He said, oh, that's nice. I pocket Kings. Kings, right. Out. Twice. Yeah. Back-to-back events. Mm. If that happens again today, I may semi-retire from playing poker. You know I'm you won't. Well, what, what, are the yeah, you what are won't. the percentages if you have ace-king or ace-ten suited versus kings? I mean, it's probably, I, I don't know this, 60, 65-35, 70-30 in favor of the opponent, I would guess. Yeah, I was going to say. It's kind of, yeah. yeah, but it's not great. I'd rather well, I don't know, he, but you, I mean, it's it, based on what you had. I'd rather he flip over like to, fives or, or king or, queen or deuces. Yeah, but no, he's got to have kings. He's got to yeah, have a monster. Him. Oh, he had him twice. Happened twice. Just be distressed. Well, that hopefully that doesn't happen to you. To today. all of you. So I got a text yesterday at two twenty-five from one Jason William Bishop. Okay, yes, okay. I know this person well, and we had spent some time talking about a topic yesterday. Do you want to know what the text was? Sure. Fix? Let me know. You have a guess. Hold on. It was about a topic from yesterday's show. He's not going to guess. Yes. It was I about mean, Charlie Woods. <laughs> really? You texted JP about Charlie Woods? Well, yeah, said, because we, sent a, we spent said, a segment on Charlie Woods. And it's yesterday. actually false. He said, you could have beat him today because <laughs> he shot an 86. I was being sarcastic, <laughs> right. but my point was. I have shot an 86 five times. That's like my threshold. For some reason, I haven't broken 86. Oh, he... Please only text JP or Valdez about Charlie Woods. Because if you texted <laughs> me about Charlie Woods, here's what you would get. You'd get this in response. And I by the way, well, I could text you anything, and I'm going to get that no, in response. I usually, I usually am pretty good about yeah, responding. Yeah, you're pretty bad about that. We need to give Roger the engineer here at 106.7 The Fan and Odyssey. We need to laud him. We need to give him his flowers because he brought this machine, this replay machine, back from the dead. It was seemingly dead and flatlining yesterday. Uh-huh. They gave it to him. He made it look brand new. And it works. Yeah, it looks and, cleaner. And also, CK gave me these nuggets during the break. This unit is 24 years old, and I believe the initial investment for the unit was a paltry $1,500. Wow. Do you understand the ROI we've gotten yeah. on this machine? Yeah, millions. Um, two and a half decades? You don't understand. Roger saved me about 20 hours of work. Yeah. I mean, That's huge. Just so many big. Huge. Nuggets on this machine. Can you play? Um, is he a technical wizard? A random clip yes. for us, Cakes and Jason. No. I have to figure out who it is. No, no not random, but one that he's going to pick it so that yeah. it's uh, safe. Sure. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, there are. I think still there's, a, there's a few. Dicey stuff. Di- no, no, not Hold on, let me find one. Maybe I didn't phrase it right. Oh, I mean, boy. he picks one that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, because there I'll, are some clips I'll where I've forgotten who the voice is. I'll do what I can here. Hold on a second. 
Just like I know it. when you play, I did enjoy it. That's Sidney Ponson. That is, yeah. And then the I have no idea. <laughs> I think is uh, Fred who's on well. DC United. <laughs> yeah. Who is this person? How many lost balls did he have in there? Who is this person? My wife stoked it. Well, everybody uh, knows that. That's BTH. I know. I was, uh, I was doing a joke there. Um, BTH is he still around? All right, I've got one for you. Yeah, yeah I guess he is. As far as I know. I mean, the latest update, Drab actually went and saw him and gave him a boombox. That was a while. Of, uh, of his heart. But that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, I have one for you. All right. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms it's of Gundy. playing the game. Mike Gundy? It is not no. Mike Gundy. Mike oh. Gundy is famous for the, I'm a man. I'm 40 years old. Oh, that, wait a minute. That bit. Former. Dumbest team in America. Former Redskins We've got to be the dumbest team <laughs> yes. in America in terms of playing the game. Former Raiders coach? Yes. Was he was he with the Raiders when he made that comment? I'm not sure who he was with. He also makes break pads. All right, he was the coach for a Redskins team that had maybe the most boring offense of all time. Bill Callahan? Yes, Bill Callahan. There you Correct. Go. He's gone to work for his son. Oh, I didn't see that. I think he's uh, with the Titans. How old is Bill Callahan? I'm going to say Bill Callahan. 70? Probably 70 or 71. All right, I've got one more for you. Who is this? Shut up. Hold on again. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It's an underutilized clip. It's very obscure. It's not Will Clark, is no, it? No, it's not. Shut up. Robert Blake. <laughs> oh, how did I get that? <laughs> There's a Robert Blake clip on here. You know but what? Again, the, the Next week. Takeaway, thank you, Roger, for bringing... The replay machine back to life. Next week we should play. Okay, we can't just do random yeah, because random we can get fired. Generator, yeah, but we'll call it replay machine roulette. Yes, which is always a fun game. Yeah, the P ones love it. They freaking love it. Mike Mar came in here and like, what are you doing this weekend? You know, dads often have responsibilities. Whatever, yeah. I'm coaching a doubleheader tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Cyo basketball. And playing some golf. What is Cakes doing besides the poker? Is it just poker? Poker all weekend. Bish bucks? Tonight, Saturday. Uh, I'm sorry. I was looking what at What are my... you doing this weekend? Um, betting I'm, on 100 games. I'm, I'm betting on games. I'm <laughs> yeah. watching college hoops. Betting on college hoops. Watching golf. Betting on golf. <laughs> yes. There it is. We got to get out of here for Wait, Bish Cakes. I'm JP. Have a great weekend. P. Mitch and Finley up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.